And then there's... Oh, there he is. How's it going? Well, it's about time, eh? How's it going? <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? And the poll. Copy this link. Copy link. Oh, I can't read the poll in um, tweet, tweet, whatever. No, you got to use the native client. Or not the native client. The Twitter. Official or, or Twitter app. the webby. Or the web. Twitter webby. The web, web tweety thing. It's time to switch over to the official client <laughs> or just live with a world of hurt. Well, no, I mean, tw- tweet, tweet, what is it? Tweet, um... Tweetbot. Tweetbot is, um... See, I wonder if people treat, cheated on this poll now, because it wasn't this, this heavily weighted on the XS, or the X, 10S, I should say. Um, <clears throat> when I asked people to guess what their the name would be, nobody guessed 11. Well, we'll talk about it on the show. Um, hmm... All right, I got two uh, two postings here from Apple about the uh, event as well. Did you guys try the that uh, tweet where you or if you if you hearted the tweet, it would uh, Apple would automatically send you tweets? <laughs> no, I did not do that. I've seen other people. Do no, it. I didn't, didn't see you? it. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, okay. No, I saw that they were okay. live streaming, but I didn't see the heart thing. Yeah, let me let me copy. Have you ever seen Apple's Twitter account? Time it's like really weird. Like they have no tweets if you look at it. Yeah, oh, it's, really? it's very strange. They definitely got some sort of special love and attention from Twitter. Uh, no, I heard mm-hmm. what they're doing is they like promote their tweets only to their followers or something like that i guess not everyone can do this maybe but that's the way that they do it anyway it's weird like they don't want to keep a history or something but they're very uh very secretive Yeah, I think I think Apple must have realized that Mark wasn't going to be on the show this week, so they came up with a special tweet. Is it just me or does does the picture of the iPhone 10 or the iPhone? Yeah, the new iPhone 10s does it not look like the the battery's exploding? <laughs> yeah, it looks it, it more did seem curved. Kind of fat. Yeah, it's more yeah, curvy it than usual. It's very swollen. Mm. Well, it's like you know they they sort of they always sort of say don't take photos that look like you know with how things coming up people's tops of people's heads and stuff like that. It's mm. kind of like one of those bad photos, and and they they obviously intentionally did this, right? Maybe they wanted oh, to emphasize the craziness. curviness or something. I'm not sure. But it's the same shape as the know. iPhone 10, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the, the side of Jupiter or something like that, the image, right? But it may, but the way they have it laying flat like that, it looks like it's like the screen is bulging, you know? Yeah. Bad, it's yeah. bad bad design choice, in my opinion. But, you know, I only have a, I only have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. It's not like... Well, they're only the most right? valuable company, so yeah, surely they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they have a trillion more reasons to have that than me, right? Uh-huh. I was looking up um, C Spire because they showed up on one of the Apple slides on one of the um, ISPs for the phones in yeah. America. I was like, what the heck is C Spire? And it says, uh, Cellular South Inc. C Spire is headquartered in Ridgeland, Mississippi, is the sixth largest wireless provider. Mm-hmm. Which makes me say, really? well, who's number five? Because there, there really aren't more than four of the main ones. There's, and you get all the cheapo, you know. Oh, there's U.S., U.S. Uh, what's it called? PC Cellular? U.S. Cellular or something like that? Uh, they have a store right near me. Um, well, who are the big ones? AT&T, mm-hmm. Verizon, T-Mobile? Verizon. And yeah. There's that. Metro PCS is still around. That's what I'm thinking of, maybe. Yeah. You, then you end up having, like, the smaller tiers of, like, oh, and yeah. Sprint, you, yeah. I know Sprint because Sprint has some deal with Pokemon Go, and they're, like, a special Pokestop every Sprint store, kind of like, or, yeah, I think it's Sprint. Or maybe it's Metro P, I don't know. Some of those number four, number five cell provider has some deal with Pokemon Go, kind of like Starbucks does. I'm back on Pokemon Go, by the way, so that's exciting. So this, so this we'll come back to that in a second, but so these cell people are people you've never heard of, Jaime, in the States? Yeah, because you, you have the, the premium top tier ones, and, and when I say that, it's very, very 
very clear that AT&T and Verizon are the top two fighting for most of the pie and sad old T-Mobile and Sprint are trying to merge together so they can become a decent competitor to the other two. T-Mobile is not right. so sad. I object to that. <laughs> I'm a T-Mobile customer, of course. They do good stuff. They, they definitely do good stuff. But I mean, there's a big reason why they're not just letting Sprint die on the vine um, when they could just let it die on the vine and then try to bid for the uh, the spectrum. Hmm. Like it's hugely risky to, um, you know, for antitrust reasons as they're running into to try to merge when it'd be better to like just let the competitor die and then, you know, get the assets. It's interesting some of the some of the regional decisions in the release today. Like um, I'll say it now in case we don't say it later, but the um, the dual SIM on the on the phones mm. only available on Bell in Canada. Yeah, I've got that in, in the notes. Yeah. Oh, do you? We'll oh, say okay. that later. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that because that whole eSIM versus dual physical SIM mm. is something I, well, I'd like to see more people talk about. But there's like eSIM and then there's there's eSIM and, and a SIM SIM and then there's the dual SIMs for China, right? Mm. Yeah. So no, I think it's dual eSIM. It's not like one eSIM and one regular SIM. No, I thought there was the third second option for people who can't have like like Rogers customers who can't have their cake and eat it too, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just we did notice that in the room when we were when we were watching the show today. So um, episode one two twelve two twelve two twelve twenty one two. It's not twenty one twelve. It's twenty one two. It's two twelve. That's the boiling point, isn't it? Is it? Uh, Jaime can water? Tell me. Yes, isn't it? Two twelve Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Jaime. Hey yes. Fahrenheit boy. I think it is two twelve. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just looked it up. That is indeed the boiling point. So see, I learned my well, Fahrenheit. See, oh, so I'm, it does I'm have, it does have its, uh, So there, there's a title for the show: the boiling point. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the opportunity on episode one hundred, of course, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> Greg started in the rest like, of the world, not in the United States, of course. So now that we know then we've established that 212 degrees Fahrenheit is the boiling point of water, wouldn't it be a really good idea to peg our normal air temperature on Earth system on that and say, that's the cap, that's like 100, and then go down <laughs> Wait, to the freezing what? point? You know, we like, make that zero, you mean? Is where you're going with this? Yeah. <laughs> what if we did that now? How much would you pay? <laughs> You'd have to change all your street signs, though. I mean, that's that's the big cost, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the big, and change your rulers. You have to get rid of all those imperial rulers that you guys carry around. That's and true. Stuff. That's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually got to reuse a ruler today because because uh, we're, we're I was trying to tell one of the guys he's in his thirties about. I was telling him that that you know from the tip of your finger to your elbow is is generally for most people it's eighteen inches, and that the if you hold if you look at the notch the, the first knuckle of your thumb to the tip of your thumb, not including the nail, that's an inch and a half. Or right. what? And of course, the your tip foot. Of your, your foot tip of your foot. finger to to your elbow. On on your on your yeah. If you if you hold your hand up flat, uh-huh. right, straight up, right, from the tip of, from the top of your finger to your elbow. Yeah. That's generally speaking, eighteen inches for most people. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. The average the average human, not 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 perhaps you, Greg, but. <laughs> 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 okay, and but if but if but if you look at if you if you fold your thumb over like in your hand and you look at from the knuckle the knuckle the first knuckle of your thumb to the tip of your thumb that's around an inch and a half for most people as well. Like because all these measurements were actually came from the human body initially, right? Yeah, they used to have L's like, for an elbow, which they don't use anymore. Which I think was like no, eighteen I don't know inches. What they, I, well, they and they used to measure. They measure. Um, I think they measure horses in hands, hmm. stacked hands, like you know, you flat hand and you and you basically hand over hand until you get to the shoulder height of a horse. That's how you measure the height of a horse. I mean, we have feet, which is I'm imagining came from feet, right? Yeah. And a stride is generally a yard. Like if, when you walk, that you generally you're generally you're, you're generally like nor in a 
normal gait, you, you, you tend to, to walk in yards, right? Mm. So if you want to ever measure anything, just walk across the room and count the number of steps, and that's, you know, three yards or ten yards or whatever, right? That's where all these measurements came from initially. That's your science lesson for the day, folks. Measurement hacks. That, I, I would not call it science, but yes, measurement hacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, measurement hacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Measurement hacks. Exactly. Well, and then, generally speaking, like you're, if you open your, if you spread your arms from the tip of your fingers on either side, is generally the same, reasonably within reason, the same height as your as your body, mm. like your body height from your head to your toe. So that's why Da Vinci drew that guy with his arms outstretched and his feet separated and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all based on proportions. That's I mean, when you're learning art and stuff like that, and you're learning how to draw people. That's use that sort of scale as well to draw people. Anyway, enough about that. All right, so episode uh, two twelve, the boiling point, the boiling point. So hey everybody, welcome to episode two twelve of the. Mo- See, I, w- I want to just say one thing to it. I kept looking at this number going. It reminds me of twenty one twelve. I keep wanting to say twenty one twelve, but it's not twenty one twelve. It's twenty one two. Right. I guess I've never <laughs> thought like about saying reference. a number like Come that. Come on, you know it's like twenty one. We're yeah. never going to get to tw- episode twenty one. Well, we might get to episode twenty one twelve. It might take us a few years, but yeah, life extension. Cool. That's a thing that could happen. What's that? Life extension. You know, we could we could be the first generation of people to live forever. That's true. That's true. That's true. Mm. Notwithstanding, you know, medical science and stuff, Greg. Um, I mean, it's sorry, only thirty-eight more years. If I did this correctly, really? Wait, yeah. did I do the math right? What's thirty-eight, 38 more years? years? The chances Let's of see. me living thirty-eight more years. Well, actually, it's pretty good. Actually, you know, my mom just turned ninety, so it's possible. Let's say twenty-one twelve. Right? Okay, minus two hundred and twelve. Okay, and what I divide what? by uh, fifty episodes because we usually skip one or two for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Is that how we do it? 38 years, if I did that right correctly. 38 years. 38 okay. years of podcasting? To hit episode 2112 is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's, let's forget this for now. Go back to the board. So, hey, everybody, welcome to episode 212 of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitterna, and I'm still in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by Jaime Lippis Jr. in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? We also have Greg Hill on the line from San Francisco, California. Hello. All righty, then. So, what's going on? What's happening? What's shaking? We have a little Ask MTJC, I think, don't we, Tim? Yeah, we have a couple, actually, yeah. So, we normally ask Jaime for the Ask MTJCs, though. That's that's his thing. I know, but, you know, I'm mixing it up here. I'm asking you instead. Oh, okay. Well, they were both for me, actually, so I guess we'll just dig in. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just waiting for my... Yeah, so, I, I discovered I was doing some some uh, reading the other day on trying to find... I was trying to find out what the name of that little... Um, it's actually... I, all I can find is back-to-back to app or back to app you know the little the little thing that appears in the header when you when you navigate from one app to another and you have that little button that you can go back to the previous app mm. i was trying to find the name of that and so i was actually looking through the manuals or i can't i forget what i was well no i was reading in the the um uh, designing for iphone 10 uh, document which an argument came up yesterday in, in our um, our ios forum and i discovered that the notch area actually has a name it's actually the sensor housing mm-hmm. and I, I believe they mentioned the sensor housing today on the on the uh, the big events as well right with all the little thingies that are in there but that's what the notch's official name is the, the um sensor housing and i posted that to an ask mtjc myself so we could t- talk about it today and the second one again for me how about that um oh so i was i was basically putting out uh, based on some of our our um guesses of what the name 
name of the phone would be. And, of course, I, I set it up. I didn't set it up full 24 hours before the announcement, so I think some people got some late votes in. I can. I don't know if I can go back in and retabulate this and see who voted. I guess you can, right? Um, or see how many votes you had, right? I don't think uh, you can so go back asked, in time, no. You can just see the totals now. But you, but I can see the total counts or I can see the percentages? Uh, you can, um, well, they're kind oh, of the no, same 20, thing. Oh, no, 21 votes. Okay, so I got 21 votes here. But but when I looked at it before, just before the announcement, I don't think it was a runaway on what the actual name ended up being. So I asked earlier today whether people thought the iPhone 11 or iPhone XI would be the uh, name of the phone or whether it would, in fact, be the iPhone XS. Because before, you know, as of until the, the, the spoiler this morning uh, that was put up by TechCrunch about the actual names would be, yesterday there was some discussion, or I guess Mark Gurman and a few other people had guessed that it was going to be something other than uh, XS, right? Um, that, of course, got the most votes. The other one I wanted to have was, was you know, naming, in the same way they named the first Mac, um, they had the first Mac Plus, and then they had the SE, which was the, I don't know if it was special edition or whatever they stand. So I thought I wanted, I wanted to have SE10, or which would be spelled out SEX, but that would have been fun. Uh, or the iPhone 9, which technically it is, right? The iPhone 9. So, But as we know, it went, they went with XS today. So, Did you guys vote on this, by the way? I, I voted for 10S. yes. I also voted, voted for, for 10S. And normally this is really? the time I would say that uh, Greg is shaking his fist mightily at the podcast, but he's on this podcast. So, so we could say <laughs> I'm still shaking 10S. my fist. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Just live, not after. That's all. That's the difference. Yeah. We had a great burn in our iOS forum today because uh, one of the guys sort of, one of the, the other developers was talking about the iPhone X and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, another developer said, well, I don't know about the iPhone X, but on the iPhone 10, this is how we deal with it, right? <laughs> so great burn. Uh, you got to be open to different pronunciations. That's what I tell people. That's true. Well, you, are you reading it phonetically or are you reading it like, you know, n- numerically? I was going to say, are you reading it phonetically or are you reading it the correct way? But that would be a little... <laughs> <laughs> the correct way. Uh, yeah. That's well, I tell like, people. We were discussing, I think we were discussing on uh, the, the ridiculousness of our of this naming on our on our Slack channel yesterday, and uh, I think was was it me that said um, that it's just it, like giving it these goofy names is just as bad as calling something the new iPad. <laughs> yeah, that lasted you know? all of like six months, I think, when Apple well, tried yeah, that. Well, yeah, but I used to get into not quite fisticuffs, but you know, p- uh, you know how people are upset about uh, people saying OS X or or you know uh, Mac OS Ten, yeah, kind of thing, right? Um, people used to get upset with me about the fact that I would call the iPad three because it was the third generation iPad, which mm-hmm. is how Wikipedia has it listed, by the way. Nobody's nobody's officially ever called the i you know the iPad three, but that's what it was, right? What well, do you do you associate with non technical? That's a horrible question, isn't it? Do you associate with non technical people? What do people who are not nerds call the iPhone ten? Do they say iPhone ten? Oh, they, they say a, lot, a, lot, a lot of our, our our design folks they they call it X a lot. In fact, I had to put on my signature of my email that it was it was basically the tenth anniversary phone, and therefore it was iPhone ten. But when you say design, you mean like iOS, like app design. Yeah, app that's, that's too nerdy. I mean, like, like Carol, or you know, like oh, my yeah, parents, or like my sister. Like, what do like normal people? Do they say ten? I think, do they I think say people X? would call it. People would tend to call it the X because I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, like we've had, I've had, I think I would think the majority of like, I mean, admittedly, most of the people who I work with at work are mobile, are in the mobile sphere, but they're not all technical yeah. per se, right? Yeah, like but some I mean, are, they're within that world, analysts. and they might watch the keynote, and they they listen to you know you all talk about it, and you know most yeah. of you are probably saying. 10. So I'm just curious. Well, they probably get tired uh, of me correcting them, so they just start calling it iPhone 10 after a while, right? <laughs> You yeah. know. Anyway, but yeah. So so. Um, but I think that I think a lot of people. I think the the majority of people. I would think would call it w- 
what it what it says, you know, on, on paper X. would be X. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's quite a lot of, and it's funny. I, you know, you kind of I kind of wait for people on Apple announcements to, to to flub it and say it incorrectly, but they they don't tend to do that either. So they're very well rehearsed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I wonder if they if they were doing yeah XC was what it was, sorry 10C was what people were were purporting it was going to be called yeah the cheap one yeah. I thought would be 10C that came up in our Slack for sure yeah because they had done the 5C before as the sort of I heard somebody say pronounce it like XS as in mm. EX EXC yeah I feel like right? that's how m- normal people are going to pronounce it it's going to be a big joke like oh it's you know a thousand dollars what an X or whatever so yeah but it was even even interesting to note that I don't know if you if you noticed this at all but I did is that the R is a capitalized R on the name I of the I believe it is phone. inconsistent, though, in other places. I saw another tweet saying, like, I wish Apple would be consistent. Like, in different places, they use different capitalization. Apple? Yeah. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll find the tweet. Well, because in the, in the iconography, it's like, a, it's like a bordered R, right? And the bordered S, right? Yeah, in, this is like in, the first time the... we've had to really tell the difference. If you remember when they came out with the iPhone 5S, I want to say, is when they started... Uh, lower casing the s as opposed to the iphone 4s which was a capital s and they did the little like trick there too of like let's put this s in a smaller box but with an s you really can't tell unless you know the specific font um is that a capital s or is that a lowercase s and with the 10r you're right they show in the little box a capital r but yeah just about everywhere i've seen that actually spells it out that is from an apple source seems to be and in this case i'm going to choose the closed captioning of the event they very consistently lower case that R. So capital in the closed capital capital X, on the slides. Case R. The slides, I don't think they ever wrote out the name. With, if, they, if they showed the name, they definitely showed it with the little box. As you were talking about this, I was just thinking to myself that the reason why they use a square or with rounded corner box for the R is, if, you know, think of the registered trademark symbol, which is a circle with a capital R in it, right? So that's going to even further confuse this whole branding thing going forward. I mean, I guess they have a trillion dollars. They can do whatever they want, right? I just posted the tweet. It's from uh, Jake Marsh. Okay. I thought we used to work at it worked. Maybe he used to work at Apple, but I thought he was an Apple person. Um, yeah. And he had mentioned X, small S, big S, small R. I don't see the small R though, but he mentioned small R, big R inside oh, a yeah, box yeah. or not. So he's got a few screenshots. Anyway, I posted the tweet in there. You can have a look. Well, this is, so this is this. I wonder if this screen is from, where is the screen from? This, this X, S, X, R. This is, looks like something from uh, like a looks like the shopping page or maybe like the iPhone. I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. Page. I was looking at pricing earlier. Yeah, and you see, the yeah, it's a rounded box with the S in the middle of it, right? So, yeah. so is there a character in the in on the keyboard that has that S on it and that R? Uh, apparently, I saw another tweet that said there was some way to get letters in rounded recs some way on the Mac. I'll have to yeah. find that one too. Um, but I saw there's some way to do it. So in the third page, third image here in that in that tweet, he's got the the page from the iPhone which compares comparing models, mm-hmm. and it's X X capital capital X capital S, yeah, and then capital X capital R, so which is even going to further confuse people now that we're coming back to what we were originally talking about in terms of what people would call it because it's the letter X and the letter S, right? People are people are not going to go, okay, wait a minute, it's like, you know, I was just thinking too what if they use the letter L or letter C. They couldn't use a C because C is 100 in Roman numerals, right? Um, and they couldn't use L because L is 50 in Roman numerals. Well, I mean, I don't think they really care about yeah, that, so, to be honest. Well, the, yeah, but, but the yeah. iPhone XL instead of Max, right? Yeah. Right? Right? You know, S doesn't 
S doesn't have a Roman numeral equivalent. And I don't know, but I'm R. sure it does. I'm sure S is like you know 400 or something like that. I, don't I think R is king in in, uh, in Roman nomenclature or queen Regina, right? It's Latin. Let's go back to Latin again. Mm. Oh, it could be Rex as well, then. Yeah, king or queen. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Rex or Rex or Regina, right? So looking at the document title, as I'm looking at the store, uh, it looks like they capitalized the S and the R, right? Um, which is terribly confusing. I wonder if that's just because they had no choice, since they could, probably couldn't compatibly put the tiny little R that's capitalized in your you know, like Chrome tab and your Microsoft Internet Explorer tab and all these other things. You can bet that they argued about this particular you know, decision, whether it was capital S or capital R, for about a month <laughs> at Apple. Definitely gone back and, and forth on it. But I feel like people are remember the 4S and the 5S and the 6S and they'll say 10S. If they say 10, 10S doesn't sound so out there. I don't know. Well, it's like tennis. T-E-N-N-I-S. Well, that's the official emoji is the tennis ball, I think, or the tennis racket. Is it? What? Well, I'm just, I'm sorry, official, I should put in quotes. That's like the official joke emoji for the new phone. Oh, I see, right. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll just call it, use the tennis ball. Perfect. Some some slight real-time follow-up is the uh, letters for numbers and uh, not the Romans, but in the Middle Ages, people started using S for septum which is seven. Oh, really? so okay. not totally not official use or anything like that or i don't know official who makes who who's, there's no regulation for this kind the of romans thing, but, the romans did it well the man. romans never did they it but in the middle from the greeks but they did it you in know? the middle ages people started using s for seven so it could be like xs is like 17 actually yeah, so i wonder how did the greeks count <laughs> i think they also had uh each letter all the ancient alphabets i think have that like the hebrew alphabet and the greek alphabet like every letter has a number associated with it yeah and do you know which which society invented zero? I think it was the... Um from the Hindus, isn't it? Yeah, India. From yeah. India? Uh, I shouldn't say Hindus. Yeah. Uh, India, though, yeah. India, yeah. They, they had no concept of zero until the Indians came along and broke math. All right. Okay. So, um, follow-up-wise, um, what do we have in follow-up here? Let's have a look. Another tweet. Oh, this is me. No, I... <laughs> wait. Yeah. No, so this is... this is. Uh, it wasn't really follow-up. Okay, we'll, we'll backtrack on that one. But I, I did post that, that link we were talking about just before the show started, but we'll come back to that. Or should we talk about it now? Uh, I don't know what it is. Let's just talk about it So, now. okay, if you click on the link that I've got here in, in the follow-up, the first one is... So, we were talking before the show. I asked if the, the two, these two people here, Greg and, and Jaime, if they had seen the tweet that came out yesterday, and or I don't know if yesterday or whatever, but if you liked the tweet, they would then add you to a list, magically add you to a list, that would then they would send you announcements regarding the, the, the today's announcement, like when it was going to be on and so on and so forth. So, after the event was over, I got a tweet that I've, I've linked in here that said the all-new iPhone 10s and 10s Max and 10SR and Apple Watch Series 4 are here and then, you know, p- uh, hashtag Apple event. And there's a, there's a minute, there's a sort of um, 180-second long video which goes through all everything they announced today. Sort of, sort of I guess, scooping, who was it used to do the uh, the, the keynote in, in one minute or whatever kind of thing, right? So they basically go through all of the features of, I'm watching it here as it's going by here on my screen, but, you know, the, the liquid retina and the, you know, the single lens and the depth control and the, you know, the adjustable f-stop and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, in this little video, if you if, I don't know if you guys are watching it right now or not. It's got some very loud music to it, so I'm watching it on mute. Yeah, I watched it on mute too. So it's it's basically uh, like it's basically the keynote in 180 seconds, which is what is that? A minute and a half, two minutes? How long is that? Uh, two it and looks half minutes? shorter than that. It looks like a minute 48, which is only 108 seconds. Yeah, 100. Oh, 108 seconds is what it was. Yeah, sorry, did I said 180? Sorry, my bad. Can't read. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that was sort of I stuck that in full in follow up, which is kind of cool. But yeah, but so. Uh, 
and there was a bit of discussion about that yesterday because, like, and you were just saying, Greg, that Apple's account actually doesn't show tweets that they've sent out, right? Mm. But they were able to send this to me directly, or they were able to. What is that called when you when you at somebody? They added me, you know, yeah. direct. And that's not a direct message, but they added me with this thing. And um, so, what's interesting though is like, what kind of mojo are they using with Twitter, where if you heart their um, their tweet, not, they add you to a list of people who who they can then add. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, there's this article that I read about how they do it, and I believe that is what's going on. They um, custom market, you know, you can like buy Twitter um, views, you can like promote your tweet. So they have some way to promote a tweet to just one person or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. So I believe that's nice. what it is. So no, Apple's um, not going to pester me, and I don't know how. Oh, no, I think you can reply stop or something like that, and they'll stop. I have to look. I'll have to go back and look at the tweet from yesterday. But I've got no, an that's... article. I'll post a link here about it. It says uh, something is very something about Apple's new Twitter account is very strange, but they have solved the mystery, and that's what it is. They call it a dark yeah. tweet, so they yeah. um, market a tweet to one person. That's what's going on. I'll post the link to uh, you can read it on your uh, you know on your drive home. Yeah, and, and I probably should mention it was a friend of the show who posted it yesterday. I'm just going to see if I can scroll back and see who it was um, who you know retweeted it or whatever or shared it with me yesterday, and that's how I managed to click on it. So it's interesting, interesting marketing technique, I guess, you know. But yeah, like you said, I guess Twitter will do anything for money, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh huh. Which is good because I'm a stockholder for them too. All I right, was going to so say disclosure. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I also own Twitter stock, so I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great that they're they're getting money for this if they are. Getting so money yeah. For this. So if Apple's paying Twitter, well, isn't there? But I'm also a stockholder on Apple, so Apple's paying Twitter to do this. So are we really making any money, Greg? I hope both companies will get a lift because of this. Right? So they call it synergy. I that think. would that would be good. That yeah. would be good. Yeah. 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 Tim, you want right. to do this the same sort of scam that investors do, VCs do, where they make sure they recycle the money. So you invest in one company and you invest in another company and then you get company A to sell stuff to company B, it's cost you no extra money and yet you're getting all this right. advantage from it. Yeah, it's it's uh, brown dollars, right? They call that? Yeah. I've worked for companies before where we, we hire companies that we wholly owned and you know to do things for us. And yeah, it's a long, sordid story. Anyway, so we have some more follow-up items here. I put in here a link uh, a couple of days ago that I found on Mobile Syrup that um, they had, we, we often talk about, you know, when we look at these the numbers, we don't often know what the actual unit say were for things and um, and I don't know if they mentioned if Tim mentioned this in the beginning of the talk today but um, oh, I have my notes somewhere I should go get them but um, that the Apple Watch uh, wearables market is 4. million units show, uh, shipped and this is as of um, the 5th of uh, September so uh, interesting conversation piece there yeah especially since they decided to call it wearables which doesn't really seem like as valid of a market to compare to compared to let's say smartwatches is if Xiaomi is your number two in the category and they sell like $15 fitness tracker type things, it's right, really yeah. difficult to consider those in the same category. It's it's the same kind of problem that we had you know, early on in the smartphone era. It was like, well, okay, smartphones, not even close to all cell phones. And it took a really long time for that to finally flip. I think with time, this will be more interesting. It's like, oh, wow, this wearables uh, thing. I mean, Apple's still doing really well, apparently, number one, um, despite it being uh, an unreasonable broadened category, uh, I think that's pretty good for them. Remember we said that the Apple Watch, uh, or people said that the Apple Watch, oh my gosh, it's such a failure? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. Well, yeah, and um, but today in the in the beginning of the announcement, uh, Tim Cook said that the Apple Watch was was also the, the best watch in general, I guess, in terms of sales, right? Yeah, so... That makes sense, but uh, I 
don't know if this is still the case, but like the Commodore 64 was the best selling computer, which like that sounds crazy. But because they never made another model, it was like always, well, they like redid the internals or whatever and they redid the case, but it was pretty much one computer. So I don't know if it's still, but for a very long time, maybe even still, it is the best selling computer just because they never changed it. And it's like always, it was always the same model. Whereas these days, you know, like the MacBook Pro gets a refresh and it gets a redesign. So it never, you know, they don't keep selling the same thing. So they can't call it the most, the top selling computer of all time. Whereas the watch, I think, is um, getting there. I don't know. I forget what my point is. But if you say it's the best-selling watch, I think it's the same thing. Because other companies who make watches don't like sell the same watch forever and ever. They come up with a watch, and the next year they make a new watch. And so that's why there's no such thing as you know the best-selling watch, right, I think, right. at least. Yeah, just to, just to finish off on the sort of number one position or whatever, um, they, he mentioned in the beginning of the talk that they, they sold 2 billion iOS devices. Does that include mm. tvOS and watch and all that kind of stuff, you think? I would think no, because they're not iOS. I mean, it's based on iOS, but they have separate separate name. Maybe it includes like iPod Touches, though, because those are iOS devices. But I don't think it would include Watch and TV. Yeah, I think iPod Touch is such a small, insignificant part of the market. You know, it's mostly iPhones, I would think, would be the biggest seller. Uh, For sure. I mean, if he had said that, I don't know, whatever, 10 years ago, maybe it'd be like, oh, yeah, iPod Touch, that's a big thing. But yeah, not not anymore. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, the last follow-up item we had here. Oh, so this came from Oleg Begerman. Um, he tweeted the other day that he has gone ahead and uh, he, he published uh, the What's New in Swift 4.2 Playground uh, a while back, I guess back in June. Um, and he's he's since just gone in and updated some of the new things in it and, uh, and posted an update to it on, on GitHub. So that's just sort of an update for everybody who's following along at home or driving at home, driving along at home um, that the uh, Swift What's New in Swift 4.2 has been updated most recently. So if you're into it, it you know, again, it's a great little playground to go and see what's what's coming up in uh, 4.2 and i4 and xcode 10 which by the way xcode 10 went gold master today right so mm-hmm. it's it's legit ios uh, 12 also went gold master and i and I, I managed to update my um my phone at work and it took like it just rebooted and and uh, i guess it just changed the, the, the certificate because it didn't really download anything maybe it was already uh, i i had like a three gig download to do for mine today did you did you yeah. do the update since the 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 bogus um yeah absolutely I still had really? a giant. Maybe yours did it in the background while you weren't paying attention. Maybe that possible. Maybe I, I wasn't ha- paying attention, so it could have been. <laughs> I don't have automatic. <laughs> I do not have automatic updates turned on, um, so I had to go in and do it. But yeah, it was a, it was a big download. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A real time yeah, well, follow up. No, I... You can look at what the best selling computer is of all time. I'll put a link in the notes. Uh, no spoilers. You can click on it and see what it is. Oh, is it is it what we think it is? Yes, it is. But you know, right. it okay, lists cool. the nine best selling computers <laughs> nine oh, nine cool. times, so you can you can see all of them. Not just the number one. Nice. Cool. I'll have to take a look at that. All right. Yeah, so this was four point, you, I, I take it you've looked at this with 4.2 Playground, you guys? I, I browsed through. I think it was an update. He's been, I don't think he's been updating it throughout the summer or anything, but... No, he, no, he just pushed that update and he just tweeted about it the other, the other yeah, day. Yeah, no, but I mean, maybe he's been updating it over the summer with each beta. I don't know. I looked at the very first one and then I looked at this one. Um, so I haven't been keeping up with it. Maybe he's been also been keeping up is what I'm saying. Were there many changes this summer over the betas, do you think? I don't think so. I think he's just running it for, uh, not, not just, 
I think he's running it to check for compatibility in case something does break. And, oh, okay, uh, right. As the new, I've, it's definitely been adding things as new, you know, things have been added. Um, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. So the, the next thing I have on here, and I, I have it in the main area, but I'm not 100% sure if this we've talked about this before, but um, the pure, European regulators have cleared Apple's purchase of Shazam. Did we talk about Apple buying Shazam in the past, Jaime? Maybe. I feel like we talked about the fact that it would probably be used to um, make Siri smarter. I mean, they've, they've got that right. relationship to do that already. You know, it says like powered by Shazam when you ask it, you know, what song is playing right now? But presumably they could get more data um, than just whatever was available to that special API. And I think that was part of what was covered here, right? This, in terms of what the investigation looked at and what does that data involve? And does it give Apple um, an undue advantage and will they be able to push out other entrances of the market? Yeah, Shazam's such a cool story. It's, I think it's like the second or third app that I put on my uh, my phone back in the day, like when I first got my phone. Um, yeah, it's basically identifies songs by you know a little snippet. And it only works with with recorded music; it doesn't work with live music. There was a competitive product that tried to do live music back in the day as well. But um, and actually, there's Coda, which um, by friend of the, or not friend of the show, but um, Chris Lissio. Very similar kind of idea, which which analyzes the music and breaks down into its component parts. Like I said, it's sort of on the way to being able to do this kind of stuff. But um, Shazam is cool because it, it's you know it's just a cool tech. And I think the guy who came up with the idea, I think that he used an online database of of music to figure out what the tunes were. But it very rarely is not able to um, identify a recorded piece, right? If it's like out there in the, in the popular music world, mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool that Apple. Well, I, and I guess here you're mentioning uh, Apple's uh, competitors. Spotify and that's in Apple Music competitor. That is um, that Shazam would be a, a kind of a interesting uh, acquisition for Apple. So apparently the Euro- European Union has cleared the way. So who knows what's going to happen in the future with Apple Music and Shazam? Hmm. Shazam for everybody. I guess they'll kill the app and you'll just have to do it through Siri. <laughs> Yeah, no. Is there Shazam on Android? I wonder. I did hmm. think it was weird that they left the app there. So maybe they were just waiting for this. Who knows? Yeah, well, the, yeah, whether they'll absorb it, you mean, like, and and, and turn it into, like, a workflow or... I think that already works if you say, hey, followed by Siri, and you say, what song is this? It really? Already, yeah, that already works now, but I believe that is using Shazam. I don't know, though, but I had heard that that's new and that, did, that never worked before, but now it'll right. do that. And so you can access Shazam right from Siri. And so... So I said, oh, they added that very quickly. Why do they still have a separate app? And so um, maybe this is why, until the regulations were all, the regulators were all happy, maybe. Yeah, and it's and it's another cool implementation of an app, too, because I, what I like about Shazam is I can actually go back to the very first song I ever scanned. Yeah, and I, all lo- the way th- I like looking through the history. That's kind of cool. Yeah, seeing what, see, and so what, why was I looking for this song, you know, or <laughs> whatever. And I don't want to say, hey, followed by Siri, what song yeah, is this one? I just want to hit, so maybe I could make a Siri shortcut to do that now and put a link on my home screen or something like that but i kind of like having the app hopefully they'll keep it around but who knows yeah you never know yeah it, but i mean they, like i said it would, it would be disappointing to see that would that one sherlock as it were right so mm. Anyway, I guess we're at the main meat of the show here, folks. So what happened today? Anything interesting happening today? Anybody? Bueller? Well, Some I mean, things got cancelled. The uh, <laughs> iPhone ten was cancelled. <laughs> iPhone ten was cancelled. That's all the rumors. That's all the rumors. Exactly. The rumors were right. Yeah. It's obsolete. You know, they got rid of it. That's what all the Android people are happy now because they got rid of the iPhone ten. Mm-hmm iPhone SE is dead. Didn't get uh, <laughs> yes. didn't get any love. Yeah. So many people Wait. in my timeline are upset about that. It's true. IPhone it has SE? been officially has been officially cancelled, Tim. Yeah. Oh, quietly, but I think there was a press release or something like that. Really? Hmm. 
That little tiny four-inch screen? I just found mine, too, so I have it here right next to me. Very good size. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forget you're one of those people that has one of those things. <laughs> the new MTJ stickers are wider than the iPhone SE. No way. <laughs> yeah, oh, that makes man, sense. that's horrible. Yeah. The new MTJC stickers are the same width as my Plus phone. That's how big the stickers are. <laughs> that's true. Look, so, so they kept the iPhone 7, the iPhone 8. and yeah. So anyway, we're, we're beating around the bush here. But yeah, so the weird. big announcement today was that... Uh, at the Apple Steve Jobs Theater at the uh, new Apple campus. And um, so they rolled out. They announced a few things. First of all, Tim Cook came out and said that you know, 2 billion iOS devices have been shipped. Yay! And then, uh, uh, by the way, just side note here, do you not find the, the, the cheering and the groaning or whatever that people do in the audience a little too much sometimes? The clapping is a little much. Yeah. But yeah. even worse is when the guy was up there talking about the watch and he was, like, pausing for a applause and nobody clapped that's, that's really even worse. <laughs> i that's didn't even worse. that i don't know Jaime, did you notice that i think there was one point in particular i forgot what he was talking about something about the watch some feature he had like three screenshots up there and there was like a pause and quiet and then he continued but i think i think he was waiting for applause <laughs> really? a bell? Wow. i, I didn't notice that saying? i want to rewatch it and and see now because i mean okay. apple will have uh the media there and the media is like oh it's like oh i don't know i want to be cheerleaders like whatever you know you need access you're going to cheerlead yeah. just like everybody else but if you try to hold back a little bit i thought that's why apple usually plants apple employees in there who should have been <laughs> instructed oh, at I least like okay. five of them like please clap at everything really yeah well, just okay. to avoid well, the situation greg's talking about so yeah so they announced the apple watch series 4 which is like as we predict not square as we predicted though we were wrong about that but uh the wider bezel as the rumors were saying um larger and thinner actually they were saying too as as the as the Lightly thinner go. yes and of bigger course, in every dimension Bigger width, bigger height, and heavier, but thinner. But does it still work the with dimension. the same same bands? Same bands, they said yes. Okay, good. I didn't, didn't hear them say that, but yeah. So, and and a lot of cool things like you know, interesting new uh, uh, displays, and you know, I don't know if it's black ceramic and sapphire crystal back, or it's an and or, depending on whether you get the stainless steel. I believe it's model. and because the heart sensor okay. part is the glass that has. Oh, to, stainless steel. Right, I think yeah. it has to be glass, but the back is right. ceramic. I believe for all of them. Yeah. And this is a new S4 chip. I guess the chip is in there, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So dual core, 64-bit, next generation gyroscope. Uh, it can detect when you fall. So I thought it was interesting that they had the, the graphic for fall <laughs> Three different kinds of fall. Yeah. Slips. So, for, yeah. For, yeah, so so whether you fall forward, straight down, sorry, straight down, you fall you fall forward, and then they have the gesture falling back. Your, your arms go up and you fall backward, right? Yeah. So, and it automatically does uh, SOS. So I was thinking, like, if you're a gymnast or you're um, into S&M, you, know, you may want to turn off that feature. Right? Well, it does. So. You have to be immobile after after the fall for a minute before it does it. So I think you'll oh, be for able a full to minute. Okay. I believe right. it is a full minute, which is, you know, but it does call out automatics. I mean, if, so, you know, if you're having a, you know, a rousing game of, I don't know what it is you play when you're, you do that kind of, and you have to have safe words and stuff, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you stay oh down for a long length of time, you may have, uh, visitors come and I think it like beeps you. at you, you know, it says like, are you okay? Like after the minute it says like calling the emergency services and it like plays an alarm and it counts down or something like that so hopefully yeah. you'll know this hopefully if you're like truly are passed out then you'll be they will call for help 
for you. But right. that's cool. I think I think it's cool that we now have iconography for for uh, trip trip and slip. <laughs> the three different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but also speaking of three things that they've added, they've also got three new heart features. They have the low heart rate, which is cool, and they have the irregular rhythm, and where they've got an atrial atrial fibrillation. I wrote that mm. one down. Afib, uh, I think they called it right. Uh, is it afib or atrib? I, I wrote. Oh, and I wrote it down from the, the slide. Anyway, um, and those are both using an uh, an op- the optical sensor on the back of the watch, the little green green light that lights up. And but they've mm. also added now with the with the the digital crown and and you touching it on the side, the ability to do an electrocardiogram or an ECG, mm. um, and all this information will be stored in your in your health app. The only thing I, that I did notice, being from another country than you guys are currently, is that um, while these are all FDA approved, they're not necessarily whatever Canadian Canada's equivalent of FDA is. So I wonder if these feature that particular feature will work in Canada out of the box, mm, or if it'll have to question. or off the lie say I'm in the U.S. again. They could just say, you know, this is for entertainment purposes only, like we always say. <laughs> and this, I don't know. But I guess if it's technically, I don't think it's using, it's detecting electricity. It's not shooting electricity into you. So I believe it's just a sensor. So I think there's no reason why they can't do it. But maybe they can't say like, you know, we are your doctor. <laughs> you know, I am Dr. Cook. And uh, you should uh, go get, to, you know, get a prescription. Like, I'm sure it's just for not entertainment, but higher than entertainment purposes. It's just for like information. Informational purposes. Well, so. they did say it's the first time you get this kind of um, this kind of uh, tool mm-hmm. over the counter without you know the doctor or whatever like you know two consumers. They did make a point of saying that. So yeah, and it's cool because now you, like you can share that with your doctor if you're concerned or whatever. Like you know, mm-hmm. like my I have a, fam- a history of heart disease. So no problem saying that. So I mean, for me, this is a, a compelling reason to look at getting a, wa- a the upgraded watch, right? So um, yeah. Also, let you, me you, let me note that some people were wondering if this was different from an EKG. This is a discussion I had with some folks afterwards, and we looked it up, did the research. EKG is like the German version. Maybe it was invented in Germany. You know, German words all, all start with K. And so um, they call it an EKG. So you still hear people here call it an EKG, but that is the same thing as an ECG. We thought they might be different somehow. Yeah, there's, but there's also another one. There's also another one where they, they attach electrodes to your head, and it's a very similar name. Cause, um, oh, to measure like your brain waves and things? Yeah, no, I used, oh, to, have, okay. I used to have migraines when I was a kid, and, and I remember having the... It had a very similar name like it's like eecg or something like that yeah it? i don't know i forget what it is but like if, you, if you've ever had if you've had concussions or whatever there's a thing they, they poke an eeg 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 because the uh, encephaly is the brain electroencephalograph yeah, 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 yeah exactly. eeg electroencephalograph is that what mm-hmm. it is yeah yes had a few of those in my time mm-hmm. being a hockey goaltender and having banged my head on the ice a few times um that's pretty cool but I, I'm I fine, to note. really you know <laughs> we we don't doubt that too i was gonna note i i used to work for uh, i did contract work for a company called uh, lifeline uh, phillips bought them eventually oh, yeah. they made those yeah. uh, i fall and i can't get up panic buttons so they didn't detect anything yeah. but if you were a senior and you had this thing it was like a neck it came as a necklace and eventually they made a watch version. But once you fell, you would push the button and then it would call and you had to have this unit in your house and it would like make a phone call with a speakerphone. It was kind of complicated, but that was the idea. And they were just, or may think around that time, thinking about like if coming up with some kind of automated fall detection, which apparently was very difficult. This was probably like 10 years ago or something like that. And then I worked for another app. Are you guys still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my screen just flickered like we're crazy. We're just compelled. I worked on another app as well on contract for a motorcycle riding app. I should see if they're still around. It's called Eat, Sleep, Ride, if those folks are still around. Uh, you An app you turn on and you mount your phone in your motorcycle and you go and it like tracks GPS, your location, whatever. But it also had fall detection. 
that was like their in-app purchase, where if you fell while you were riding, it would detect it. And if you didn't hit the button within whatever, it would like contact your friends and, you know, play an alert and, you know, notify the authorities with your GPS location or something like that. And I remember that was also like very, very difficult to program that kind of thing to like detect falls accurately. So great job for Apple for doing that on such a tiny device. Again, I worked for these guys like, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. Um, I'm sure technology and machine learning and all that stuff has gotten a lot better, but nice to see these kinds of features are kind of reaching the mainstream. Yeah, I have a few motorcycle riding friends who who have mounts for their phones, so I wonder if they if they have if that in fact may be the reason why they have them, right? So mm. not only just for mapping and whatever, but or for periscoping their ride as they drive across the country. Let's say something else about that. Oh, yeah. So my mother's a senior citizen, and she actually has one of the things that she wears around her neck, and you know, because you never know. And uh, but yeah, this is this is cool. This is another good um, s- selling feature for the uh, for the Apple Watch is to is to put this on your your parent who you think might fall over and um, <laughs> suffer suffer from that, right? So yeah, and that, that's something we mentioned as an idea, uh, not the fall part, but we mentioned the usage yeah, the of the Apple Watch thing, yeah. as as a you know additional device that you could put that would give you peace of mind for um, elderly independence. So you would still be able to know that they're okay and you could get them help. But we had hypothesized a lot of different ways the Apple Watch could be used. Ours was kind of focused more on, um, you know, detecting heart rate and uh, using like NFC or Bluetooth to make sure that like the device that dispenses your pills doesn't give them too much, you know, if they forget that they took medication. So this seems like naturally in line with that hypothesis we had of like look people might have um you know self-esteem issues wearing the very obviously medical device thing and there's you know downsides to that but the apple watch is like sexy and cool and it's fashionable and more and more people are wearing them who's to say or know that you're wearing it because yeah you're getting up there in age and you you kind of want to live alone but yet still be safe so i think this is like just perfect to add that sort of capability yeah and actually the heart thing we were talking about before with the low heart rate or the or the um, other thing was uh, a regular heart that will that can actually contact your significant other through the health app as well. You mentioned that in t- in this talk. So, and of course, it's coming out with I- Apple Watch. Sorry, Watch OS uh, five and eighteen hour battery life. I have no idea what that means because I have an OG Apple Watch. And I don't even know what eighteen hours <laughs> all looks day like. battery life. You called it eighteen hours. <laughs> eighteen hours is apparently all day. So. Yeah, the, the Series three that I have is really good. I never have to worry about it in terms of battery as I used to with the OG. Um, really? So I can only imagine okay. that the Series 4 is even better at that. And I think the Series 4 watch here might have actually stolen the show. I mean, a lot of the other stuff we're going to talk about was leaked, you know, 12 days to Sunday, um, 12 ways to Sunday. And it was, you know, it was good. Some of the things we're going to talk about, they were nice things, but I feel like I felt like there was more holy crap sort of moments from the Series 4 uh, watch demo. Let me do our poll of the hosts here. Does anybody work on a Apple Watch app? Um, Not directly, but we do have one. You do have one, okay. I mean, yeah, what about you? Do you I guys do have not. one there? Oh, do you have? Does Simple have a uh, an Apple Watch app at all? Bundled no. in there somewhere? No, oh, okay. I mean we do uh, the notification based type stuff, but none of the uh, none of the actual like having a watch app itself. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, we I, have a feature. We have a feature called Quick Balance where you can look at your quickly look at your um, your balances. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There were a couple of um, I put a couple of links here for some videos that Apple just released. So it's almost like they did a little mini WWDC, but they didn't. They call them the Tech Talks. So there's two about the 
the watch. One is designing for Apple Watch Series 4, and the other is developing complications for Apple Watch Series 4, because the complications are, they're like curved, and they're all over the place now. Um, I think if you have the, I forget what they call the complication, the one that's just basically a line of text. If you have that one, then that one will automatically curve, because it's just, it's still a line of text, it's just not straight anymore. But the other complications are like new shapes, like trying triangular shaped or something. So there's some, there's a new video to help you out with that. Uh, we'll have the links yeah, here sure. in the sure. in the show notes. Okay, so nobody works on an Apple Watch app. Um, is anybody getting the Apple Watch Series 4? Mark's not here because I can't fill in my full spreadsheet, unfortunately. But who's getting the Apple Watch Series 4? I, I think I'm going to put my hand up and say I'll probably get the, um, I'll probably get an aluminized, uh, probably space gray um, GPS. I don't, I don't think cellular is just too much. But yeah, the, I don't, I mean, I don't really need the extra thing. Uh, by the way, um, we noticed on the slide that came up today that the previous one, the three, I guess, what, what was before? Three? The watch? Well, the, the cellular one, right? Only yes. works with Bell in Canada, but this one works with Rogers and Bell and one other carrier. I forget which one. Oh, okay. But yeah, we, we noticed that. Too. So yeah, I'll probably get the the GPS version. Um, yeah, and and that's five hundred nineteen dollars Canadian as opposed mm. to three ninety nine. I don't know if I'll get a Nike one though. I don't know what the difference between the Nike ones, other than the, the holes in the in the. Uh, you get the holes in the band, and maybe you get another watch face. I think a Nike watch face. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care for that. I like I like the I like the uh, my my current one is is it's called Color, and uh, it's mm. like you know it has I've written MTJC in the in the, um, the the banner that's across the front of it, but I have. Like you know, the activity, the calendar, the, the temperature, and the battery life. I guess is the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I have on my my face, and I don't really change it that often. So okay, Jaime, what about you? Upgrade? Maybe. So I think per the rules of your spreadsheet, you would put me down as a no because I'm not a definite <laughs> yes. Um, you know I don't like the maybes. Yeah, yeah it, it, it feels so close. It looks so nice. I mean, we didn't talk about the fact that the speaker is 50% louder and they move the location of the microphone so that you'll sound less tinny. Um, that sounds really nice because I do use the you know, the watch calling capability quite a bit. Um, the other things seem really cool. Uh, gosh, it's just really so hard to say that I will be there on, uh, mm. on day one. Um, I feel like I'm very likely to end up getting one maybe around the holidays. Mm. Uh, should it be available? But I, at this moment, I would say put me down as a no. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely the heart features for me are, are, are a big seller as well. So what about you, Greg? I have a Series Zero watch that I don't use. Uh, once in a while, if I'm going for a run, then I will wear the... Sorry, I should say every time I go on a run, which is very infrequently, I um, charge up the watch and I use it just so I can like track stuff. Just because I feel like, you know, if you didn't track it, then did you really go for a run? So I do that. Uh, but I'm thinking about it. I'm I've, According to my own strict rules, I'd have to say no, but I'm also a maybe. I'm like, maybe I should get back into the watch ecosystem. I like the look of the watch. They're a little bit thinner. I didn't like how it was like too chunky and it was just really thick. It's not that much thinner. It's like half a millimeter thinner or whatever. Right, but yeah. they have so many more features and I do like the idea of tracking health-related things a little bit better. So I'm, yeah, I'm a maybe, which is officially a no. I'm not going to get one on day one, but maybe I will get one in the next few months. So I'm thinking about coming back to the watch ecosystem. Yeah, for me, like I, I never really was a big watch. I mean, I was disappointed by the watch OS when it first came out, you know, because mm. we were all talking about, you know, building uh, something for the watch, you know, yeah. Pi Day Countdown or something, right? And I was very disappointed by the performance of, of watch, the very first watch OS, and, and, the, and the implementation was kind of clunky as well, right? Um, yeah, I feel but, like going from a Series 
series zero to a series even like i heard series two was good and series three was like fantastic yeah. from what i hear so i feel like going from zero to four i'm gonna be like amazed well so and for me i wear my watch every day because you know i, I you know I, I'm, I'm on the streetcar in the morning i want to see what time it is i'm, I'm using it to, to see what I'm, what's playing on my on my music device if i'm listening to a podcast or whatever i use it during the day for notifications and i use it for apple pay constantly right so i everything i buy i use apple pay if i can right um, so yeah, for me, it, 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 you know, since I use it every day, it's, it now makes a reason for me to, to definitely get a, get an upgrade, but, uh, I'm glad this is, I think this is the first sort of one that I've, I've really thought, okay, I'll get this one. Cause even last year's one, I was still, I was, I was a, a closer to no than maybe. Right. So mm. good on, good on Apple. You know, you talked about the Nike fit one. Don't forget that the band has the reflective material in it. So you'll be even safer. And that's true. Yeah. So I'm walking the dog. <laughs> that's right. And, and there are the f- new Hermes bands that will all will certainly be knocked off on Amazon within a month or two. So I look forward <laughs> to buying some of those for $30. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. More reasons. I haven't tried the nylon band. So like there was a nylon um, band. I still use this Fleur Elastomer one that I, you know, the black mm. one I got when I first I got a knockoff nylon. Actually, I really like it. I would recommend mind it. You, yeah. My, my OG is actually the, the, the developer watch. Cause I actually won the lottery to get that watch. Right. So I can put the blue band back on it and put it away for posterity. Back when I was, you know, a developer, we kept to enter a lottery to get these things. <laughs> Greg, you might have to put a, a, a link as a shadow pick to that because I don't have a nylon one. I have uh, the fluorolastomer ones, of course. I've uh, mentioned on the show for a long time, fans, I have the knockoff Milanese loop, the black Milanese loop, the knockoff Hermes cup, whatever first year Hermes became a thing for Apple Watch, as well as a knockoff Nike Fit, the black and yellow, neon yellow, the one with the holes. You have in a knockoff one? You can't just go to the store and buy those ones? You well, can buy the knockoff pay $70, $70. but yeah like the nylon one i got was like ten dollars if you just search for apple watch nylon band on amazon there's like a whole bunch of i don't know which oh, one yeah, exactly yeah, I, I got, know, I know. but yeah. i got one for like ten dollars and yeah, it's, but the critical thing greg is it needs to not give me a skin rash which i've been i've been playing <laughs> yeah. russian roulette with these things and i've gotten lucky so far i can recommend all the ones i have as mm, not causing okay. rashes but it's nylon that's like right. an inert material isn't it i don't know oh it's probably from the uh is it from the rash is it from the nylon or from the uh, or maybe the finish on the nylon digs into your wrist or whatever. Are you talking about the it metal? It could be very effect? scratchy too. Some people have. Nic- I think I have a nickel, mild nickel allergy as well. So maybe yeah, yeah. The, there's, um, there's those two. Yeah. Maybe if the metal loops on the nylon band or nickel. Mine was fine. I, I, one of my old colleagues had the real nylon, and we kind of put them side by side. I got the kind of grayish color, and he also had the official gray. And he was like, "Wow, it's like, I, it's like identical." I think the weave on the nylon is like slightly tighter on the official one. Mine looks a little more. Um, I don't have to describe it. You know what I mean? Like the weave is a little more spread out. The loops are bigger or something like that on the for the nylon thread, but otherwise they looked identical. Um, and yeah, mine was only $10. So let me ask you, Jaime, how often do you change your, your watch band? Let's see. Daily with I your t- mood, right? <laughs> no, I don't I don't try to necessarily make it match too much because uh, the gray and black bands that I have match most things. The Melilles loop will match most things because it's black. The Hermes cuff is something I wear. I want to you know, class it up a little bit or I want to make a statement about the watch, which is <laughs> kind of less frequent. And in summertime, I started wearing that Nike Fit one a lot because the holes were, guess what, breathable. So it felt like I was sweating less uh, because, or, you know, at least around my wrist uh, because of that. Now that we're getting to the colder autumn months coming up, I'll probably wait until next summer to wear that one again. Mm. We well, used to have a mood ring, but I lost it. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Do people still have mood rings? Is that still a thing? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Um, all right. So what else did they announce today? Woo! 
They announced new phones, right? They so the did. first new phone on the docket was the iPhone X. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, right? It's difficult to read it and not say it that way. It's the iPhone XS. The tennis, the, 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 the tennis ring. What do you call it? Tennis bracelet um, one? I guess that'll be the next joke, right? Mm. Um, so surgical stainless steel, gold, silver, and space gray. Um, what do we got here for 30 minutes? That is 30 minutes longer battery life than the iPhone Oh, 10. right. Battery life, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Super Retina display, 5.8 OLED screen, 458 PPI or pixels per inch. Um, Dolby Vision and uh, HDR10. Oh, that's is that in the other other size? And the other size, of course, is the 6.5 inch Super Retina, 3.3 million pixel, 458 PPI iPhone 10s Max. I believe that the features between mm-hmm. the two, the X, the X, the 10s. My screen is going all weird again. The 10. S and the 10s Max, like the features are all the same. Same camera. Right. The screen is bigger, obviously, but and the battery life is longer because it's got a bigger battery. But it's not like the iPhone 8 and the 8 Plus, which have different features. Like the camera is different. That's the case now, right? They have two sizes, but they are like identical in quotes in terms of the features. And the stereo speakers are on top and bottom now, or because because the phone I have now has the stereo speakers on the bottom. Because he was showing the the you know when you're watching a movie, you have like definitely separation in the in the stereo right and 120 hertz uh, touch sensitivity face id the new neural network as well um the a the a12 bionic with a seven we need mark for this part a seven nanometer chip that's a really small chip right that is like top of the line technology seven nanometers i don't think anybody well nobody at scale is making chips smaller than that i believe that is like state of the art which you know apple was always sort of one generation behind like intel is usually traditionally ahead maybe they're making i don't know 3d six nanometers or something like that yeah but that you know apple's always been sort of one generation behind with their chips but i believe well intel hasn't sort of shrunk their process down in a really long time so i think everyone else has just caught up i don't think it's that apple's doing like you know really well and so i mean they are but i think intel's right. just kind of slowed down um, so, so yeah, does this, nanometer, does this mean this is mean this is smaller than a millimeter way smaller than the millimeter really? too. yes yeah well, why is the phone so big then? Who knows? <laughs> you know? They got these big. max phones now. Like the phone's getting bigger, but the chips are getting smaller. Yeah, seven nanometer. That's like that's like a hair, right? Uh, I believe a smaller than a hair. Smaller than really? A hair. Wow. <laughs> Width of a human hair. Let's 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 see what Google like, has where, to say. Where are they putting all these? CPUs? No, a hair. Yeah, hair is that. We're, we're talking like a thousand times smaller than that. Really? Um, so six I, core CPU. Like how how do they make it so small? Like what? No, sorry, sorry. The the distance between like lines. Okay, now I'm, now I'm feeling better. So it's not, it's still measurable. Like you can still see it with the human eye. <laughs> yes, yes. The chip itself you can see, but it's the features on the chip. Thing. <laughs> imagine like the transistors. This is not how it okay, is. Yeah, imagine yeah, the okay. transistors are seven nanometers apart. They can't make them closer than that. That's, right, yeah, because you start to get, start to get down to the atomic level, which Mark's talked about many times before. Anyway, so. We are getting close, yeah. Yeah, yeah so six core CPU, a four core GPU, and a neural engine, eight core design for that puppy as well. That so. is exciting yeah for machine learning right yeah yeah it lets you analyze your basketball shots for training purposes in real time <laughs> that's true Steve well, nash from canada true especially if you're being trained by steve nash for sure and 512 gigabytes of available memory what Wait, so they that's didn't crazy. go to one terabyte huh <laughs> 
Yeah, was that crazy. was that was interesting. Um, they have the sixty-four gig at the bottom mm. for ninety-nine. Sorry, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Two fifty-six gigs. I didn't check the price and tops out at five hundred twelve gigs. And your baseline ten S Max, which mm-hmm. you mentioned here, is ten ninety-nine. And I did not look up the other prices. It was only a hundred dollars more for the for the um, to go from one sixty-four to one twenty-eight. I remember that. Only a hundred dollars more. Right. And you do have a note here, Tim, that the maxed out ten S Max is uh, fourteen forty-nine. U.S. or about 1900-ish Canadian. Yeah, it's pretty Put close. Put the note down there. Yeah, the most expensive X10S Max you can get, which is like the price of a uh, MacBook Air, I think somebody said. Um, yeah, like the cheapest Mac that you can get is less than 1449 right? Yeah, yeah. And 30% faster launch, as they mentioned today. Cayenne came out and she told us about that. So, yeah. And a quick look, en- quick look engines using machine learning. And we talked about photos last week. Photo categorization is being done in, in real time as well. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Prior to the show, we were talking about the eSIM and dual SIM thing. Let's let's explore that a little bit because I feel like that got kind of hand waved a little bit. So sure. So let's talk about the dual physical SIM in China, which is something I wrote down as a note. Yeah, so I something too. they said. Yep. Um, my understanding is it's because the Chinese government hates eSIMs for reasons that I'm sure have to do with tracking. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes but, it too easy to change your SIM. Yeah, sure, but um, I'm a little unclear as to what the trade-off there is like it, it seems weird from a manufacturing process to have a variation in your device right the more variations you have the more difficult it is to do things at scale so it either makes me ask one of two things either why doesn't um every iphone come with two physical sims and then maybe an optional e-sim so like oh wow three sims i got three numbers or uh what are the specific trade-offs for having two dual sim trays that have less battery it's a haptic engine not as good I mean, like, what, what's what's the difference there? Well, the eSIM's already in the iPad. Like, I think Mark mentioned he's got one. Like, here in Canada, we have to have phys- we've had physical uh, SIMs for all this while, but I think the iPads in the States have, have eSIMs, right? Okay. Maybe, because um, the previous iPad Pro I had, where I had um, the cellular model, it uh-huh. uh, it had an eSIM, uh, but it was hilarious. So I don't know what it was like in Canada, but here in the United States, the only one who would let you sort of seamlessly use the eSIM the way it's intended to be, which is you don't need to you know, provision a whole new physical SIM and, and pop out a chip and worry about losing it, especially when you yeah. change providers and stuff. Uh, you just say, hey, I want to use T-Mobile. Great. You're on T-Mobile now. Uh, we've provisioned it, you know, via software. Um, unfortunately, AT&T and Verizon at the time, don't know if it's true anymore, were like, Haha, no, you, you make it an AT&T one. Guess what? It's an AT&T one forever, which was terrible, terrible that that, that was allowed. Oh, you can never unlock it, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, guess what? You, you got to get Apple to uh, refurbish this thing if you want to change it to something else, which was bonkers and bananas to me. So I'm hoping that the eSIM becomes more of just a thing and I just sort of use whichever ISP I want to use. I'm, I'm sure this is why the, the big dogs on the street like AT&T and Verizon were fighting it at the time because, you know, they didn't want to be commoditized any more than they already are. Right? They would definitely want to have the, the barriers to, to you moving around and shopping and say, hey, it's like $10 cheaper this month if I go to Verizon. All right, switch to Verizon. Oh, it's $5 cheaper next month to go to T-Mobile. Okay, go to T-Mobile. So there is a, there's a, um, on the compare iPhone models page on on the site there it talks about the fact that there's an e-sim and a nano sim 
in the dual SIM. It's not two eSIMs. So it says eSIM will be available later this year through a software update. Use of eSIM requires wireless service plan, which may include restrictions on switching service providers and roaming even mm. after contract expiration. Not all character carriers support eSIM. Use of eSIM iPhone may be disabled when purchased by some from some carriers. Your carrier details and and there's a support page you can go to to read about this. And this is of course on the American site. I don't know if it would be different on the Canadian site. Yeah. So it seems like the end goal is to be like probably like the end goal is like everything will be an eSIM. But it's like all right, we're in this transition period where we'll have an eSIM in the device. It doesn't work yet, but it will whenever they update the software, yeah. and we'll yep. still have a physical slot for a regular nano sim which i guess we'll all be using when we get our phones next week um so that's how they're doing the dual so it seems like oh we have two sims in there we have the e-sim which we will activate someday in the future and we have the physical sim as we've always had and uh why not we'll let them switch between the two so it seems like that's where we are right now but then in the future i imagine with e-sims you could have like five in there you could have 10 in there if you wanted to um but yeah so you get one e and one physical right now interesting oh it says here nano sim it says not compatible with existing micro sims on the page as well i went to the canadian site just to see if there's any difference here but it's the same same uh, text here on the uh, canadian site so your mileage may vary folks but i'm pretty sure it will vary yeah i was pretty sure that i had written down it was it was not two e-sims it was an e-sim and a, and a i mean like you know for instance like for myself i can i can get a i can either use my Rome like home plan from from rogers and pay seven dollars a day when i come down to the states or i can go get a Rome mobility uh sim and i can stack it up with stuff and so yeah. this would allow me to have like if my e-sim worked with my rogers or bell up here in canada i could have my canadian one but when i come to the states i could use a data plan through Rome mobility or, or something yeah. like that or i feel like T-Mobile that would be the way to do it your home sort of home network would be the e-sim and then the physical tray with this you know nano sim card you would as you're traveling kind of swap that one in and out but your e-sim is like built in in air quotes here yeah we did uh, the same thing we yeah. went to portugal last year we we threw uh we bought a sim and we put it in my ipad and we used that when we were wandering around you know mm. navigating and things but um, why doesn't everybody get the dual nano sim i don't know maybe it's more complex does it make the tray thicker i think it has to be a little bit maybe maybe they, well, they did say that was for china market only though right right but like i have question is like why doesn't everybody just get a dual nano sim in there uh, maybe it would be too complicated because then you have an e-sim and two nano sims and it seems like they want to move people away from the physical sim so they're like we want as few physical things in there as possible we have to have one because we just have to but let's eventually move everyone to e-sim i don't know that would be my guess yeah i mean in the future dream would be that these e-sims are something that you can provision with whatever provider you want doesn't matter which phone you have and even better would be if we could rationalize with the 5G networks coming out, if everybody could just use the same darn antenna style. So you don't have CDMA versus GSM and all these other incompatible things. Like you should be able to buy a phone in Topeka, Kansas and use it in Zimbabwe and it should be no different. Uh, not to say that you wouldn't have to like, oh, I got a provision with my local provider or use uh, global roaming or something, but it should be physically possible to do that. Right. When they talked about AR Quick Look too, let's go back to the camera for a minute. Um, have you guys have you guys seen AR uh, like an actual live demo of AR Quick Look? I have not. I think it's not. Is, is it supported in Safari already? Yeah, like shipping so, Safari. So is that, or do we have DXLRZ format or whatever? UDZZ. Was it again? USDZ, I think. USDZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that format there, like, so so at the Apple event I went to last week, you know, they went to a website and they found a product on a web page that had had this 
this uh, file with that format, mm-hmm. and you could you could load it up on your screen, and you could see you, know, you could move you can manipulate it and move around on the screen. But if you if you then took your your phone or can't like if you took the into this mode and you scanned a tabletop you know or or a floor or carpet or whatever in with your with your AR camera right, you could then place that object on the surface and see what it looked like in your environment, which is really kind of a cool demo. That's what this AR Quick Look kind of thing is about, right? Yeah, is that iOS 12, though, or is that supported on iOS 11? Uh, iOS, as part of iOS 12, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that yeah. was that so, was part of the demo that they did for us, and it was kind of, because we were talking about products and how to, you know, use, you know, build apps with AR, AR Kit 2 or whatever um, at yeah. the Apple thing as well. But but just, they mentioned AR Quick Look today and as part of this um, this new chip, the new Core ML stuff that's built into into the new phone as well, right? But that's part of yeah. um, 12. But anyway, so the camera, 12, have we had a 12, we've had 12 megapixel cameras already in the iPhone 10? Yes? No? I don't I don't keep track of megapixels anymore. I don't know. No? Maybe. Okay, well. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, to, to Greg's point about it being, like, they're getting at the physical limits of what they could possibly do with the yeah. camera, um, you know, if you're going to have a phone of this size. And so I, I think they're leaning a whole lot more on the software tricks, right, especially powered by that um, neural engine from the A12 Bionic where they showed. You have a note here about the um, the camera depth slider, something that I've mm. seen. I thought it was iPhone, but apparently it was a Google Pixel, maybe the Google Pixel 2 phone that, that does something like that. But the f-stop is is very important like the the um the i think the i wrote it down because in camera if you're into cameras and i know greg and i are um 1.8 aperture on a wide angle lens is pretty pretty good in terms of f-stop like physical lens capability i mean their demo went to 1.4 right 2.4 on the 1.4 no the the demo when he was doing the slider the lowest or the openest aperture yeah yeah right that was was when he was when he was showing it you could adjust the the amount of but that's that's all done through again that's done with the the um the uh, machine learning language because it uses the two cameras to take the picture well it uses like a whole bunch of different exposures as he said but you know to do the the what do you call it, portrait mode where you have the background out of focus that's that's a photo that's a trickery thing whereas like yeah. in your SLR cameras Greg or the fancy camera you can't walk around with you know you can actually adjust the f-stop to have that really be out of focus right you call it computational photography which I you know cringe or something a little bit but that's the thing but <laughs> yeah I guess uh yeah, doing tricks in software is the way they do it now, especially with all the horsepower, like machine learning-ish horsepower and GPU horsepower that we have now. Sure, sure. And now with this smart smart HDR method they have, like, you know, I think when HDR first came out, we had two shots. We'd, you'd have one and the other, and you'd have to put them together in Photoshop. And now with all this kind of uh, highfalutin technology, they can do it right in the app. And, you know, they get the zero shutter lag, which I don't know if you've ever taken pictures. with. You know, even with my iPhone ten, I was, like, trying to take pictures of my granddaughter on a swing, you know, last summer. And, you know, I would take the picture and yet I would get her in a completely different position because of the lag, right? Mm. Um, but now apparently it'll kind of anticipate, I guess, the, your <laughs> your ability to take the picture. Um, so you'll get this effect of, of zero lag kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then the interframes between for, for different kind of boosts and things like that, right? And then um, longer exposure to get the depth of depth into the shadows as well. All part of, And then a bokeh thing they talked about last time, right? Yeah. So the camera's kind of cool. I mean, I think that's that's interesting too. But even on the on the other phone, which we haven't talked about, which is the uh, the XR, the new the new lower cost thousand dollar Canadian phone, mm. <laughs> that would be seven forty nine US. 
for yeah. those yeah. who are doing the conversion at home. Bigger. Seven? In between the size, though. It's larger than the ten, iPhone yeah. ten, And mm-hmm. uh, I believe if you have like a 8 or an 8 Plus, it's also in between the size. So it's kind of an interesting positioning. Like, it's not like, oh, the cheap phone's the little one. Or I think a lot of times with Android phones, the cheap phone is actually the big one because they can not use the sort of precision components that are like really small or miniaturized, but they just use like the really old big battery and whatever, and they make the big phones, and those are actually cheaper. So it's an interesting positioning, I think, where they have the 10, the 10s, and the Max, and then this is like the in-between size is the um, is the cheap phone. So it's kind of interesting because for people who are like, I don't know if I want the big one or the small one, I'll split the difference, and that's sort of the. Uh, the casual phone, if, if you can call it that, it's still seven fifty US thousand dollars Canadian. So it's and still, it's still the A12 Bionic chip as well, which is kind of cool. Like if you think about it, like like yeah. why would you buy the XS? What's what's the reason? Oh, the wide wide angle lens, I guess. Right? It's LCD. It is liquid retina, which sounds like an amazing drink, but it's LCD. Yeah. It's lower resolution, single camera. So there's still lots of stuff. Um, that it doesn't have that they kind of where they got the cost savings for but even for um, the current generation of phone like oh no iPhone, 3D touch either by the way folks that was weird no 3D touch of all the things to cut I thought that was a really strange one yeah well probably because it's a LCD right but like my phone is LCD in history like, that's they true they had LCD that's phones true. with 3D touch maybe it's some strength of glass and it's maybe more expensive to do 3D touch on LCD I don't know what the reason so is so will people buy it because it comes in a different colors like the blue and the yellow and the uh, red and yeah the cheap phones normal. always have like are always the colorful ones as well yeah it's kind of interesting um, is, yeah. that, is that sort of saying something gender specific I think it was the same thing with the 5C where they said oh the teenagers or something they want colors and they don't have as much money so then the cheaper phone will make in plastic and plastic you can do cooler things with colors I guess as well was not right. a bonus um, so yeah it doesn't seem like a half the memory yeah it doesn't seem like a super step down because it is still the same processor same thing with the iPhone 8 last year's phones the 10 the 8 and the a plus all had the a11 Bionic. by the way i think we misspoke we said 64 bit it's 64 gig 256 gig and 512 gig on the two big phones or the two fancy phones but this one is 64 128 and 256 hmm. so the xr hmm. is uh, less memory as well also delayed by a month which is interesting really uh, hmm. yeah, that's it's shipping in uh, in october yeah yeah oh really yeah so, so you have your the... september 14th order date for the 10 and sorry the 10s and 10s Max arriving and the watch. September 21st. Oh, that's correct. Um, and then you have order in October 19th, delivering yeah. October 26th for the 10R. So I guess last year was the same thing, right? The iPhone 10 was a little bit delayed compared to the 8 and 8 Plus. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I remembering correctly? I think that was the case. Yeah. Um, so that one got delayed. And then still for sale, the iPhone 7 and the 7 Plus and the 8 and the 8 Plus. So the, <laughs> there are like way, way too many iPhones for sale, I think. You know, usually they will go back like one generation. I guess sometimes they go two, but they went back the full two generations to go 7 and 8 for sale, which was like, that's a lot of phones then. 7, 7 Plus, 8, 8 Plus. Plus the 10s, 10s Max, and the 10R. That's a lot of phones. It seems like so. The seven will be the free so phone with your with your two year plan, I guess. Yeah, and then the eight will be like a. I don't know. I actually should look at the price. I don't know what it is. That's is that like the five hundred dollar phone, and then the 10R well, is Canadian like seven six twenty nine. Let's look at in US. Hang on. 
close. So I, I took notes when they showed the model comparison. So they have an interesting spread. So the iPhone 7 at $449 US, the iPhone mm-hmm. 8 at $599, the 10R at $749, the 10S at $999, the 10S Max at $1099. So that, with that a little a big bit of a jump gap, between 8 and R then, yeah. Right. So they generally have about $100 between each uh, of the models if you sort of squint. But you can see how they've shifted that average selling price towards the premium models, right? Because there is that, um, you know, that big jump, the $150 jump from the 599 iPhone 8 to the 749 10R. Mm. And notably, they don't have a 649 model, like base model, um, maybe anything, a plus right? model or something. But like, as they've had for a very long time, right? We said, oh, 649, 649, that's what you pay until they came with the plus and it was like $120 more expensive. And um, we saw this year that the iPhone 10 very clearly sold very well because it shifted the average selling price very dramatically for these iPhones. So we, we knew a, a better idea what the mix was. So this is very interesting that it, I think it hints at like, look, there, there's only so many more people that Apple could possibly sell to. So they're going to have to sell upwards, uh, sell you more subscriptions, sell you uh, nicer devices, sell you additional things like AirPods and other stuff. But I think yeah, the looking years at, of like... I, I forgot about the pluses. So the 7 and the 7 Plus have about $100 difference, 449 and 5 Sixty-nine, and then the eight, and then the eight plus also have a hundred dollar difference. So that's did you say five ninety nine? Yeah, five ninety nine and six ninety nine for the eight plus. So there is something sort of in in that range if you are willing to get an eight plus. Yeah, and I misspoke earlier. I said it was a hundred dollar difference between the um, I thought it was between sixty four and fifty six, but it's actually between uh, the ten S and the ten S Max. I almost said X again. But um, yeah, so I wonder what the price for the... And I know it's interesting to note, too, on the American site, they've got the, the price per month with carrier pricing. So I'm mm. assuming Mark is going to get the phone because he's on that, that uh, page. The upgrade program. Kind of, yeah. What do you call it? iPhone upgrade program. Yeah. So he's on that. So he'll be getting a new phone of some type, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Are you on that as well, Jaime? Or no? I'm not, but okay. Um, I would consider like maybe this is jumping ahead to fill out your spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Yes. Uh, I I believe I am not going to get you know any of these. That I'm not going to get the 10s, 10s Max, or the 10R. I think okay. if I were, I'd probably lean towards the Max just to see like wow, wow, it's, okay. It's got, it's got. I mean, I did have an iPhone 6 Plus and an iPhone 7 Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. that size of screen is great. And the reason I've loved the iPhone 10 is I get sort of the best compromise of having most of that great screen size, but without the considerable downsize of the poor mm. you know, pocketability of the plus models. Yes. I'm I, definitely I, facing that. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think I will be there on day one. If by some miracle, I end up do deciding to change my mind. I'm almost certainly going to be, if I do change my mind, it will be because I go to an Apple store and say, Holy smokes, that's perfect. It, it, you know, I can maybe I can give up a little bit on the pocketability size of the iPhone 10 if I can get so much more screen real estate. Mm. Um, I don't know. So I, why I, I are you seen... not on the iPhone upgrade program? If I can ask, because I'm going, thinking of joining it. Uh, I filled out all the pre-approval stuff, uh, so I'm just curious why. Um, I think the math works out pretty good if you take into account the Apple Care that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you say, well, it kind of saves me the hassle of like, all right, I bought this phone. I have to go resell it so that way I can use that to finance, you know, the newer phone that's coming out. It sort of says like, whatever, just, just include it as part of the price. I'm a little bit concerned about jumping on to the like, all right, I'm in order for this to really make sense monetarily, I have to be on the forever upgrading every year train. Well, that's true because if you keep 
keep it for two years, then you just pay the cost, no interest, over two years, right? So it's not like you're losing money, or, you know, you're not paying extra. Yeah, I think it's more of a psychological hurdle than anything else. Uh, Does okay. that make sense? Of like, okay. yeah, I would feel kind of like, yeah, I probably should get this one. Yeah, I should probably should get this one too. You know, it, it, it just, it's probably irrational, but it's, it's something I'm considering. Okay. I mean, the way I looked at it was, if I do the thing where I just get a new phone every year, then I'm effectively paying half the price of the phone to use it for a year and then like that's it i give it back but then i get another phone and then if i use that one for a year i'll pay half the cost of it um so that's the way i'm looking at it whereas if i kept the phone for two years but if i don't do that and i keep the phone then i'm not again i'm not paying any extra i'm just paying the full price spread out over two years um so i don't know that's my current logic i was more worried about like they do a credit check and things and you know i'm like a foreigner so it's a little bit difficult but i went through the pre-approval and went and it all went through so um i'm gonna give it a try cool i think i think that'll be good i do think it's probably a good value it's just more of the you know leasing this thing forever uh, granted you're right there is an out and it ends up being basically the same uh, as buying a device outright. It's just that that weird lack of control that I really don't like. Um, mm, okay. But I do, I do think that um, it will be right there in my, my list of considerations when it comes to next year, which I'll almost certainly upgrade next year for the iPhone 11. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too early to start taking names for next year's model? iPhone 10s Series 2. 10s Plus Max Series 2, I think is what I tweeted at somebody. <laughs> yeah, uh, so maybe. you are you may go into an Apple store and you may be wowed and you might get the Max is where you're sitting. But otherwise, according to the strict rules, you are a no Correct, because I, I do think the okay. 10s looks like a wonderful device. Um, however, I don't perceive there to be enough of a difference between my iPhone 10 and yeah, that device. 10, yeah, exactly. For like a lot of my, oh, like I should say, for a lot of my coworkers and stuff, who are like, "Oh, I'm, I've got an iPhone 6 or a 6s." I'm like, "Holy smokes, you are going to be blown away by these phones!" So please, please go buy either one of them. The 10R will seem like a magical fairy phone to you. I won't go back to a bigger phone. I, I I didn't like the six plus when I had it. I found it way too unwieldy. So, and my wife wouldn't go near it when when I was ready to hand it over to her. Mm. So, yeah. By the way, for those of you following along at home, it's a hundred and fifty dollars difference between the sixty four gig model and the two fifty six, and then it's three hundred no four hundred and fifty dollars between the sixty four gig and the five twelve. So that memory doesn't come cheap. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Not not well, half I already terabyte. I already gave away my plans. I've already applied for the pre approval. Got a pre-approved so that was exciting my friend who yeah. works at apple told me that that was a thing now to get like <laughs> he said he like pre-pre-ordered it i was like what does that mean so anyway i will be i have an iphone 8 plus right now in my hand mm-hmm. and yes i think i'm uh, i've pre-ordered the iphone 10s so i'll have a slightly smaller physically smaller phone but the screen will be amazing says everyone so that's what i'll yep. be yep. getting tim what about you i am not going to get a phone this time no definitely not not even a maybe if you go to the apple store and you're amazed you're not even no. going to leave a a no. little out for yourself. Okay. No, the only reason I would get this phone would be for the camera because I, okay. I use my I use my iPhone 10 camera all the time. I, I think it's a great camera. Okay. Like a portrait effects and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think having kids or grandkids in your case definitely changes that um, that calculus. Or dogs, Jaime. Dogs is a big thing. People take pictures of uh, their pets too. It's all That's about true. Instagram for me. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about getting likes on Instagram because that's the currency, right? Digital currency. That is the currency of that. You got to get those internet points for sure. Uh, Should we move on to the miscellaneous section that I put down? (laughs) Everything else. (laughs) Well, did you notice he mentioned Jaime's favorite product, the HomePod, Mm -hmm. at the end there? So having said that, it is a very good product. I have been knocking it a lot (laughs) on social media and the show. It is a wonderful product. It feels like a one-and-done product. I mean, they obviously didn't come up with a new one this year. It's two-and-done. They have stereo now. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, that's a software upgrade, though, right? That's not like, oh, 
wow, HomePod 2, it's got even more microphones, and, and, and it, it does stereo just by itself, and you can do... It's you thinner. Know, well, multiple timers. Come on, you get that now. Multiple timers, yes. You can cook more than one thing or more than one <laughs> ingredient at a time with your timers. That's great. Uh, find your devices, which will be nice. and be like, hey, HomePod, um, where my phone at? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> Uh, series shortcuts for for apps, but it feels like again like a okay thanks bye sort of mention of like yeah that was sort of a thing from WWDC, and I guess there's a little bit of a recap in this keynote because more sort of normal people aren't going to watch this than they would the WWDC keynote. So I, I get that. Yeah, the bit. last whatever five ten minutes was definitely like I've heard this before. <laughs> it was sort of a it was sort of a big recap, but yeah. So what yeah. was it? What did you have on your miscellaneous list just besides HomePod? Um, that was pretty. That, I mean, they went over some more features like as Jaime mentioned, like series shortcuts and. Oh. Okay. Um, I forget whatever else is new in iOS 10. But I also just wanted to note that, I'll, uh, Tim, you mentioned this earlier as well, but the GM is out for Xcode 10, right. watchOS 5, tvOS 12, and iOS 12. Not macOS Mojave yet, which is a week past, but they did update mm-hmm. to beta 11 for macOS Mojave, so you can get that. But this is not the GM yet. That'll probably be another maybe another week. Hmm. Uh, that's all I had down there. Oh, and you can ship your apps today, too. I got, I got an email about that, right? Yeah, I, I, I was going to put a little complaining note to say, like, this is, is this like the least amount of time that we ever had because ios 12 is going to drop for everybody on monday the yeah, 19th yeah. the 17th is that uh and it's wednesday today which is like someone was like well we pretty much have to submit an app like tomorrow or maybe friday because they do right. approve stuff on the weekend but you have like pretty much a day or two to um submit an update if you want to get it ready mm-hmm. so not a lot of time and for the watch people there's some sad note on one of the apple um uh, I linked to that thing about designing for um, Apple Watch Series 4, and there's also a video, a Tech Talk video, for building apps for iPhone XS, XS Max, and XR. And somewhere on the Apple developer portal is like, you know, don't forget to test your apps with the simulator. And if your app doesn't work in the simulator, then comment those parts out and test everything that you can. And it's like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's not the best advice, but like, what are you going to do? Nobody has these devices in their hands yet. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a shame. I don't know what the solution is. Give developers early access to devices or something like that. But that's too bad that we can't sort of fully, fully test everything. As somebody who works on an app with, like, metal and camera stuff, and the, a large portion, like, the, the important parts of our app do, do not work in the simulator. So we have no way to test it out until, you know, we just get these things in our hands. That's too bad. But yeah, it seems like the shortest amount of time that we have to send an update. I guess it's good that Apple reviews apps so quickly. Yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I mean, I think it's probably a little bit more, other than the case that you just mentioned for your own scenario, like if you were safe area compatible for the iPhone 10, it seems, and again, I have to watch the, what is it, like nine to 10 minute video for the Tech Talk to see if there truly are any differences for the 10s and 10s Max, but it, it seems like probably not. You're probably safe in that perspective. Um, I think so, yeah. The Apple Watch one is as rather unfortunate because it is a somewhat different uh, aspect ratio, I think, or how it handles yeah. the, the Although edges. I think that's the same thing because most apps on there are well i shouldn't say most apps but a lot of apps are just like ios apps are like table views so if you use the watch kit tables then you know they'll just scroll more so you'll be okay i don't know how many apps i don't actually use very many apps on my watch when i do use the rare the very rare times i do use the watch uh, i don't use very many apps anyway um so i don't have big probably the new complication sizes will be the big ones if people really like that comp that uh, watch face that they demoed the really complicated haha uh-huh, complicated looking one with all of the you know yeah, yeah. four triangular complications and one or along the top and one along the bottom, then you will need to update your app to make one of the new complication sizes if you want to be part, sort of part of that ecosystem. And you have no way to test it out except for, I guess, with today's GM and the beta and scrambling to get something uh, within the next week. So kind of tough, but... I was going to say the other miscellaneous thing is that Johnny Ive is now on the moon, apparently. 
<laughs> I was thinking that maybe he's uh, sadly passed on and now he's just an AI, kind of like I was thinking the same Johnny thing. Depp like, yeah, he's just like series, like another Siri voice, right? Yeah, they don't they don't show him at all. It's like I don't I don't think this person exists. I'm like, oh look, he was in the crowd. It's like, well, maybe it was just a double, you know? A body I saw a tweet crowd. that said like they wish that Johnny I's voice was available in Siri because I think the British Siri by default is a is a man's voice, but they were like they want it to be Johnny I's voice. Oh, Tammy would die and go to heaven if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, she makes us hush whenever he's talking on the Slack. Hmm. All right. So the thing that they didn't mention oh, yes. radically <laughs> oh, back yes, away yes. from thing they didn't talk about is uh, good old air power. Um, which is, is that what's called air power? It was because yeah. I remember thinking it was like air superiority for like fighter jets, like the F twenty two. And we joked right. last week. I was like, Tim, you can get the air table that they will announce that you can charge all your devices, your iPads, your Macs, your iMacs, your iMacs Pros. Yep, your Plus. None of those things. That that device didn't come out, which is really sad. Like I, I I've seen some tweets and everything about like, hmm, kind of wonder what happened there. They're kind of quietly backing away, and maybe they just will never release that device. I remember reading earlier in the year that they had some serious trouble with like fires breaking out or something like the thing was overheating on nice. the table and it was like causing fires so it was something really serious like that which kind of makes sense which is why they haven't brought it up but then something maybe on 9 to 5 Mac said that they might be shipping it by like the end of the year like December 30th kind of like they did with the Mac Pros way back when um, so I think it's still coming they just uh, they're probably like super careful because they mentioned it early excuse me and they're probably kicking themselves for you know not not pre-announcing but for talking about something like that early on and now they're like we are we are never going to say the word until we're actually on stage like announcing this thing um so maybe they've uh they're a little gun shy about saying the word either that is going to be like a landfill full of them in nevada somewhere <laughs> <laughs> didn't they bury a bunch of leases at one point mm, no i was thinking the et atari yeah, game is yeah, the atari story the leases i don't think so i will find the wikipedia page and put that in the notes <laughs> it's in the city dump right next to the et cartridges is what i was thinking yeah. too. <laughs> Right, right. Wow, I googled uh, I googled ET game and it's like total failure. <laughs> the man who made the worst video game in history. Uh, I will put a note in the uh, I'll put the link in the show notes for people who don't know the story. There. But it's probably but let's, let's super rare. People pay a lot of money for that, that game. Now. They do now because it's so funny. But I don't think uh, unearthed ET Atari game sells for a hundred eight thousand dollars at auction from uh, four, three wow. years ago. Unearthed, like actually dug up from the from the ground. I think they they dug it up and they found the cartridge and they sold it for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Easy. There's a really good uh, documentary on Netflix around this whole, like, is it really true? Did they really do it? And they go through the drama about oh, the oh, search really? for that. I, I don't remember what it was called. I'd have to go look it up. Okay. It's good. I recommend it. <laughs> Link it'll in the be, show notes. It'll be on, it'll be on In Search Of with starring um, Zach Quinto. Is that his name, Quinto? No, that the sounds new right. Spock? Spock, you mean. Yeah, the new, the new Spock. Spock. Yeah, Because yeah, Leonard Nimoy used to do In Search Of, and now Zachary Quinto is going to do it. That's appropriate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, although he's not the same Spock that's on the new Discovery that's coming out soon. Um, all right, so I guess Save it for your other show, Tim. Save it for your other show. I know. Are we on, are we on the Pickerama now? Are we ready I for I think we're picks? on the Pickerama. Go around yeah. the table like we usually do and see if anybody has any picks. And So I have a pick, if I can go first. Let's so. stop at Tim. All right, let's stop Tim, at Tim, do you have a pick? So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been ranting for the last couple of months about the fact that every time I go to <laughs> I looked ahead at what your pick is. Beyond Burger. <laughs> 
And uh, so they actually had they actually had a, a sign. You know, they would put a sign up at the store. And what really bothered me about it is you would go into the, the queue. You'd be standing there for the queue, and then it wasn't until you get to the cash register that you could actually see the sign that said, "We have no ham no Beyond Meat burgers." Right. Um, so I've been I've been shaming them on on um, on Swarm and Foursquare every time I go. I take a picture of the of the sign and post it. Um, but so they they for a while there they actually had a URL where you could register to be notified when they were you know giving your email address and they would notify you when they're going to be back in stock and they stopped putting the URL on about a month ago <laughs> and uh, so I just just before the show I got an email from A&W saying that the thanks for being beyond patient because now apparently the nice. beyond meat beyond meat burger supply will be restocked at A&W October 1st so I will probably get my Apple watch before I have another <laughs> beyond meat burger <laughs> So I don't know if uh, maybe I only mentioned this in the Slack, but my local Safeway here does sell the Beyond Meat if I wanted to cook it myself. Right, cool, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, haven't I bought it yet. Bought but some, right? I mean, has bought it. I know, so I yeah. might follow in the footsteps and try it. Yeah, it is good. All right. Uh, so uh, who's next? Uh, Greg, do you have a pick? Uh, well, let me go with Jaime first because I'm All still right, collecting some Jaime links. First. Sorry. Yeah, I do. It's a app called Trailer or Trailer app. Or sorry, Trailer app It's a very simple sort of concept. If you wanted to create one of those sort of fancy looking, you know, iPhone is askew at a certain angle and it shows a very idealized version of your app. This might be the app for you. It's pretty simple as far as uh, you can just record live from your phone. So let's say you have you know your latest build on your phone and very similar to how you could do the record video from QuickTime. You know, the QuickTime player is a really good way to record video from your your iPhone device uh, or any iOS device. This is uh, sort of an extension of that where it'll create like the fancy, like here's a phone, it's a skew, and here it is going through the app and there's probably a Johnny Ive style voice talking about how wonderful the experience is. Uh, If you look at their little, I don't know, what is it, 32 second video, you'll get the idea here. Uh, They have like iTunes Connect portrait templates, Instagram stories, Facebook feed, uh, Twitter tweet sort of templates, you know, these sorts of things that you've probably seen a very similar sort of marketing style video on your um, on your, on your home pages or on your Twitter feed and other bits. This will help you do that. Uh, actually, I brought it up to some folks at work and they were like, oh, wow, we're totally going to use that. And I just uh, sat through a meeting today. I was like, oh, you, you actually did use it. That's great. Fantastic. I'm glad my, my pick of the week became something that uh, was immediately useful. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's a, well, you can also use it for the, the videos you post up on, um, on the Apple site too, right? Because are, are people still not posting videos of their apps? They are still posting videos of their apps, yeah. They're a lot stricter with that about um, the video has to be like use, like screenshots basically. Like you can't show like some happy person using your app. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what this app does. I'm not saying that's what this app does, but I'm just saying they're a lot stricter with the videos. Yeah, this is just sure, I found so has a like, very sad experience. Yeah. It's like the iPhone's in layout kind of mode and on, on a skew or isometric or whatever. Okay. Yeah, cool. Neat. All right, so Greg, let's have your pick. I, my pick, so I've been rethinking my whole life and thinking about how do I want to work on the terminal where I spend a lot of time. And so my colleague, uh, Alexis Gallagher, who I work with, has been also having revelations of the same kind. And so we said, why are we stuck in this world? He uses Emacs, so he's like, you know, already lost. But for the rest of us, we're like, all right, we can still be saved. Why are we still using our terminal and our command line like it's the 70s? Because Mm -hmm. that's when all these tools were built. So um, I want to suggest some upgrades if you spend a lot of time in terminal. I tweeted something about this as well. 
but uh, the shell, we're probably, I, I did a poll and people are using Bash, which is the default on the Mac. A lot of people use the uh, Z shell or Z shell, if you want to say it like that, uh, which is very customizable. And it's like, oh, look at this. It's like Bash, but with like a thousand other plugins that you can use. But I'm like, we should simplify our lives, as, as I'm trying to do. So there's a, a shell called uh, Fish, the friendly interactive shell, which has like uh, suggestions and it has a really good uh, normal scripting language. Because if you've ever written the Bash script, you know how horrible it can be. And it's just like a modern, lightweight shell. So if you're thinking about, you know, simplifying your terminal life, then try Fish out. It's really good. Uh, so that's the first thing. That's like the fundamental thing. And then there are other tools. There's this tool called Exa, E-X-A, which is a replacement for LS, which if you know LS on the command line, that's like what you use to list files. You're like, right. LS, that's been the same since the 70s. Why would you need to upgrade it? So again, this is maybe going the other direction. So it's a more complicated tool, you could say in some ways. But, um, you know, you look at lists of files all the time. So why can't they be colored with syntax highlight, not syntax highlight, but like colored. And if you, if you're in a Git directory and you do exa instead of LS, then it shows like the Git status, whether the file is dirty, whether it's been changed, whether it needs to be committed. And, um, it shows file sizes in a friendly way. It does date formatting. So anyway, why are you stuck with a tool from the seventies for something like listing files that you do all the time? So there's a link, there's this tool called exa drop in replacement for LS. That's much nicer. And then the last one is a replacement for cat, which again, you're thinking cat. It, I mean, it's supposed to concatenate files, which people, I guess, still use it for. But you have a file, you want to just list out what's in there, you use cat. And again, the tool has been the same since the 70s. There's another replacement for cat or a cat clone called bat, as they say, a cat clone with wings. So instead of cat, it's bat. And it prints out files just like you would think, but it puts like line numbers next to it. If you're printing out a C file, it does syntax highlighting. If you're printing out like HTML, it does syntax highlighting. And it's like, you know, why don't we want the world to be a better place? So uh, same thing if you have a file in, if you have a directory in Git and if the file is dirty, then when you bat out the file, it will print out the file, but it'll put the little pluses and minuses in the margins to say like what you've added, what you've removed. So it's just like, you know, we should upgrade our lives. Uh, again, personally, I spent a lot of time in Terminal and I've, you know, these are the, the Unix tools that we've been using for 30 years and that we're very used to. But, you know, we're in the 21st century. We should upgrade a little bit. So we should have color on the terminal and nicer output and and more useful output just in our everyday lives. So if you're like a terminal nerd as well, and you've been resisting this kind of thing, because it's like the terminal and it's very pure, and this is how we've always done it, then I would just encourage you to, you know, spread out your wings a little bit and try some new things. So that's what I've been testing out. The fish shell, exa instead of ls to get nice directory listings, and bat instead of cat to print out files in a nicer way. So those are my three picks. And then the quasi pick is just to, you know, look for these new tools, because there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And they all seem to be written in Rust too, which is interesting. I think I'm going to be learning rust soon just out of you know my own kind of personal curiosity but um yeah those are my picks cool all right so Jaime, you snuck another pick in here well it's more like follow-up to the the <laughs> netflix <laughs> documentary image. it turns out it's not a netflix original so at least from what i was looking right now it appears to not be on netflix in, in the united states but the name of it is atari game over where it follows uh, <laughs> this whole quest to find the uh, mythical or maybe not so mythical um et game cartridges it says the description on the imdb like a crew digs up all of the old atari 2600 game cartridges that were tossed into a landfill in the 1980s hmm. uh, i'll have to check this out interesting <laughs> and the character i'll just point out though you know it's imdb they have a the list of the cast and everybody is like himself because it's a documentary but the first person after the narrator is some gentleman and his title is waste disposal expert and historian <laughs> right yeah, yeah i wonder if those are two different is he a 
waste disposal expert and a historian, or is he a historian specifically about waste disposal? It's just kind of an interesting title. Uh, I'll definitely either find it somewhere or illegally torrent it. Yes. Kind of wonder. All right. I just I was, I was just thinking while you were talking about the shell there, we weren't uh, on Mac OS X originally wasn't on the uh, the Bash shell. I think it was on Z shell before that. C shell. C shell was the original one. C yeah. shell, yeah. And they switched it from yeah. Jaguar to, to Bash. Cause I, remember. I mean, I think Linux had been on Bash from the very beginning, so that probably made sense. But the yeah. FreeBSD and the BSD folks were on, I think maybe are still diehard C shell users. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I remember was there was a big debate about that at the time when it happened, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> we should all be using fish anyway, so it's a it's a moot point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does one install it? Sh- how that shell there, Greg? You just download it and put it in. Uh, I've been using Homebrew. I think that's pretty homebrew, common okay, among, yeah, among yeah. our nerdy crowd. Homebrew. Uh, you the shell is very special though. If you try to change your default shell to use fish, it will not allow you because there's a list of whitelisted shells that you have to allow. Oh, okay. Uh, so like the root, the your system administrator says no, only these shells are allowed. But since you're probably the system, you have to sue and add fish to the list of allowable shells. If you're a Unix nerd, you already know this, but if you're not, I'm sure the fish webpage has instructions on how to do it. So you should. So then, then that actually means, ends up being a default shell, or because you can switch um, to you can switch to fish without. Once you can just shell. run like every time you open the terminal, it'll open Bash. You can just 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 type fish, and then you'll right. be in fish. But you have to right. do it every time. So if you say I want my default to be fish, then that's sort of not allowed because it's not in the whitelist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I tend to open my shells and just then leave them open. So. Mm. Yeah, I use history a lot to go back and run the same commands over and over again. You will so. love fish, then. It's very good with um, history stuff. Cool. Yeah, I like, uh, well, the, the color coding, is it looks nice, too. So, mm. you know, I might give it a shot. But then again, like I said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, considering, you know, taking the plunge into Z-shell, but now I think I'll take a look at fish and see what I, I did. I had a little, uh, you know, like mis- my misspent youth was definitely spent in a very customized Z-shell, but I think I've realized that it's just, you know, th- therein lies madness, and it's just like you're customizing this whole environment. I think the big thing for me was I would just hit enter five times, and for the prompt to re-display itself five times, it, there was like a noticeable delay. You know what I mean? You could enter five times, it was like, now it's done, because it was like my prompt had so many things so many plugins that it took a long time to just do no command at all and i think that's when i realized like you know this is mm. this is crazy right craziness all right well i guess that's it eh, folks i think so mm-hmm. all right so hi if people want to find you on the interrupt where they look i'm on twitter is at dev with the hair and greg people want to get in touch with you uh you can send me an email i'm uh mtjc at gregheo.com <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope people do that. Special uh, address just for listeners. Sure. Cool. So my name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A, on the Twitter machine, and that is the best way to get a hold of me, unless you want to follow me on Instagram, you know? Ooh. And, of course, I'm on Mastodon as well, but, no, is anybody really using Mastodon? I don't know. I think it's a sad place, but I don't yeah. know. I'm not there. Well, even Jay Feger's not really big on Mastodon. If you, I don't know if you heard his talk at 360 iDev. Are you on micro.blog, Tim? Maybe we should answer that in the I after show. On, oh, no, don't answer it. Don't answer Don't answer it. No, you can Why? cut that out. We'll answer it in the after show. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess, yeah. So aren't we done? Well, you That's do, it. You Until know, next week, we'll say bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> This has been another episode of the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes, visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at mtjc.fm.
underscore podcast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskMTJC. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount at patreon.com slash MTJC. You can find out details on how to help us out on the website, mtjc.fm slash sponsor us. Now stick around for the after show. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. the after show so micro.blog tim are you on it uh i am on micro.blog i signed up two years ago i guess when when i first i I did uh, the kickstart but i never actually activated my account so thanks to the kickstarter i have like three months free or something yeah i don't know Um, so well i what happened for me was um i just linked it to my to my um my wordpress site because i I really don't have the time or the energy to to just do micro blog by itself right so Mm. i do follow a few people on there but yeah it's again it's another one of those you know i don't know <laughs> i kind of like it for posting photos and yeah. posting like short things so like, are you using you know, it now uh i st- I, I finally signed up i think while i was at 360 idev i activated the trucks i think g mcdonald was there she was doing a micro dot blog um, meetup breakfast but i think it was the same day as our ray wenderick team breakfast yes it was, that crashed yeah. Yeah. i didn't go to that but it brought it back to my head, and I was like, oh, yeah, I think I have an account there, but I saved my name, because I think if you were in the Kickstarter, yeah. you could reserve your name, which I did, but then um, so I never see, actually activated it. discover you here. Mm, I, I don't know. The discovery and things could use some work. I believe it's on purpose. They don't want to make it, like, to discover. That's not probably not the right way to say it, but, um, yeah, so it's interesting. I was there, like, I posted a few photos. People. Jean showed me. I have, the, I have the app on my phone, actually. I have the app, too, but I cannot see how to search for somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah discover, it, it, maybe. Ah, yeah. uh, search. Are you Timitra, perhaps? I am, yeah. I keep it simple. Yeah, me too. There we go. I will follow Oh, there's a little... You. How do I do... How did you find me? I went to discover, and then there's a search button at the top right in the tab Yeah, there isn't, or in the uh, there isn't one in the website, which I find odd. Oh, uh, I'm using the app. Though. I yeah, I know. I'm same thing. Same here. So, Greg... Yo. That's with the at symbol in the front? Mm, I didn't, and it found you. There you are. I can follow you now. How about that? So, it, it was... It's pretty nice for posting pictures. Um, that was nice and for tweet size things and even longer things and there are other people there who i know from like the mac ios community well i can see who um, you're following how about that oh i thought that was secret oh my no. god you're following John daniel punk so i can follow him oh yeah i'm only following 17 people not that many i think i just looked at um you know daniel jalkett or something i looked at who he was following and i just followed those people i think yeah. that's how i did it because they don't have a you know they don't have very good discovery i think on purpose though so it's not a knock against the service um okay so you have an account but you don't but I see you. You post like every. Oh, but you have it linked to your Twitter. Or something yeah. Like no, it's okay. my my um. It's my uh, WordPress blog. Ah, uh, I see. Because like every MTJC episode seems to show up there. So it's yeah, just, because because uh, that's, that's the only thing I post on my my current website. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, I follow most of these people on um, or Justin. Did Justin uh, Williams actually show up at 360 Idev and do a talk? He was the one who got swapped around, right? Yeah. No, I think he was there. I heard he. Someone was like, he looks very different. I looked at his photo. I'm like, yeah, that guy does look different. That's not the Justin Williams that I remember. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's that he Justin. Has like long hair now or something like that. I think. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe because. Was he there the whole weekend, but we just didn't realize it was him? Uh, 
I think his talk wasn't his talk the one that got rescheduled as well. Because yeah, he was. He was, he was yeah, I had to miss his because I I was had to catch a plane. Okay, yeah. So uh, I don't think he was there. I don't think he was there the whole time. But when he was there, I think he looks very different from at least what I remember. Mm-hmm. So are these people yeah. actually not twittering as well? I think they're doing both. So it's yeah. you know it's not a replacement. It's just another place. But yeah, like you, I don't really have time to you know post that yet, and I barely post on Twitter. So mm-hmm. um, all these new people on Twitter that I follow, they've like you look at how many tweets that they have and they have like you know 20,000 tweets or something like that which I'm yeah. like amazed at yeah whereas I have what 7,000 tweets that's it I've only tweeted 7,000 times hmm. but everyone else I follow seems to have like in the multi-thousands or the tens of thousands mm-hmm. um, so I'll get there eventually but yeah I it looks like friend of the show Darren's upset with Apple about something uh, which Darren? Darren, Darren uh, Baptiste ah okay I mean tis the season considering it's <laughs> The September mm-hmm. event, or just after the event, is the perfect time to be upset. Yeah. Well, Sonos has just just released the, the best voice activated speaker ever made. Apparently, hmm. that'll be good for them. They're uh, they're definitely going to have to expand because I think they'll get pushed out of the market if they're just a speaker company. Who, Apple or Sonos? Sonos. They kind of seemed like a Apple acquisition target for a while, didn't they? Yeah, they, Wait, they so, really so did. So the feel watch like is forty six millimeters. Yeah, it got bumped to forty and four. I thought it was forty and forty four. That's what I thought too. Yeah, sorry, it is forty four. I thought I read forty six. I don't know, I don't know why. Do you have the 38 or the 42? The 42, isn't it? 42? I have 42. Are those the options right now? You have the 42? Okay. Well, now I have to go to the store and look at these things. I guess I'll have them in the store, right? I would think so, yeah. Like, I'm not pre-ordering a watch, so yeah, I I would want to go in and look and say, all right, this looks okay, maybe I'll get one, but I don't know. I'll think about it. Hmm. No edition watch this year. Yeah, that was another thing that's been cancelled. Really? No ceramic, right? Well, since they all have ceramic on the back now, I guess (laughs) they can say they're still using the ceramic, but I think the official edition watch has been uh, discontinued. Yep, no more $10,000 watch, no more $1,000 premium watch. Well, here's some real-time follow-up. It does actually say that the uh, Apple Watch 4 ECG is not not available in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah, this is on the iPhone Can- iPhone in Canada website. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got they got some mm-hmm. Health Canada approval then, I guess. Yeah, because I kind of yeah, that's who it was. I can't remember who the FC- FDA was here. Is it Health Canada? Is that what they're called? I think so. That's yeah, I, I think yeah. so. So it sounds like it's different than um, we've we talked about in aviation that the FAA and EASA from the United States and the European Union essentially rule the world in terms of aviation regulations and other countries to it. Except for maybe China. Just take what they've got, add whatever local thingy they want, and rubber stamp it. Apparently, that's not the case for the FDA. No, people are more sensitive about the health stuff. But I guess since, well, I don't know, Canada does have airplane manufacturing too, but it's pretty much like the US and the EU with uh, Airbus and Boeing. So I think that's why they're probably the big players there. Yeah, and they're, they're snapping up. To an extent, right? Airbus and Bombardier and Boeing That's and true. Embraer. Boeing and Embraer up. are getting together too. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I guess I'm not getting a new watch right away. Uh, because of the ECG? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if that was a big draw, you probably want to make sure it does, in fact, come to Canada. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would turn it on with a software update eventually. Um, I don't know how long it I would be. I could just say though. I'm in the United States too, right? I don't know how that works. If you may have to come here to buy it, like maybe they no. like, disable it. I don't <laughs> really? know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I, you know. Well, it's true. Like our, our Google. Google, we bought a Google Home uh, and off of eBay, and it turned out because around Christmas they were all sold out. And we bought it from a company in Montreal, but it's an American Google Home, and we have to say, you know, play CBC Toronto on it, otherwise it plays Kitchener or something like that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the watch, I don't know how they limit that, but I wouldn't be surprised if all watches sold in Canada, for example, had it like, I don't yeah, know, they have like, a special version of the firmware where it turned off or something. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't but, put, uh, I wouldn't I'll mail put. you one. Hmm? I'll mail you one, Tim. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me just go Apple.ca and see what they say. I want to check the pricing, too, because I didn't realize that 42 was bigger. I this, think the pricing is still, like, Well, same. it's 519 Canadian for... Um, 519 Canadian. Where's watch? 519 Canadian for the uh, the base model. So that would be the, the 40, right? That's what I mean. I wonder how small the 40 is compared to the 42 or 44. Mm, I, I think say. the screen is bigger, but physically, I don't think it's that much bigger. Uh, somebody had a description of the two side by side. Uh, I, I think I. Oh, you mean like, like a thousand? You mean, oh, today. the screen is wider, but the actual physical dimension of the watch is similar. No, the uh, the physical dimensions are bigger, but not that much. Sorry, all the dimensions except thickness are bigger. So it is wider. Wider, it is taller, it is heavier, mm-hmm. it's, but it's thinner. But I don't think it was that much wider. Like I don't think it's. Um, uh, well, I guess two millimeters is still two, two millimeters. Oh, it's so only it's only it's forty dollars more for the, the larger phone, or larger watch for uh, five fifty nine. Hmm. Do you have the big watch right now, Tim, or the smaller one? I have the the big one, but the thing is, I'm like I'm like two notches away from the end of the the phone or the end of the the, the strap, right? Mm, okay. So I don't know why uh, I, I I have to try the other because I don't think I can use the nylon bands because they're not quite as long uh okay yeah right i'm so. sure you can again if you go to amazon you find some custom yeah ones well so carol, carol sure actually bought the the hardware like you, you know the she's bought like little ends that slide into the into the watch itself and a, and a buckle and so she she can make her own you know get a piece of leather or whatever make her own strap or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i bought those on amazon a while back because there's all kinds of patterns and stuff like that because she's like a sewer kind of person right so mm. there's all kinds of patterns out there for making watch bands with the how's the 3d printing <laughs> tim i just i just thought of that uh-huh. are you still 3d printing uh occasionally yeah i well, just remind i was reminded of the watch stand that uh you made for me one time <laughs> yeah yeah i still yeah. i still use mine okay yeah but lately i've been just i've been charging on my my backup uh, uh cable so i just have it over by my desk and um just have it like doing the nightstand mode right now wonder if i can use the same cable with the new watches i still have a because i bought a shorter yeah, a short charger mm-hmm. i wonder if those will still work I hope so because it's the back of the phone and i think the big watch uh, watch i mean the big watch and the small watch they use the same charger right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so it's funny um you know I, I posted earlier today i asked people what their their guess was and and one of the responses i got for, was from roustam over at one password he's he want all he wants is a new mac without a touch bar mm. but no touch bar means no touch id well it is a separate button i mean that's that's what I want too. I want an escape. Well, no, I oh, want just a, a real escape ID? key and a touch ID key, and then in between there, I want a touch bar. Mm-hmm. I would settle for that. That's what I'm okay with. But I want a physical escape and a, and a touch. Next backup will be a touch ID when I'm 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 sold. Well, they might put Face ID on the Max. Yeah, yeah, we still got to get through the October time frame since they they didn't talk at all about iPads and Macs and other stuff that they'll probably have a separate smaller event for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a good Mac Rumors article. Everything Apple didn't announce, and they cover iPad Pro, the new Mac Mini, MacBook Air, what they're going to do with the MacBook 12-inch MacBook and the MacBook Air, uh, and right, also yeah, Air those Power. Rumors as well, right? Those are sorry. Those are rumors as well. Yeah, yeah. The the, the smaller smaller Mac. Uh, yeah, like sort of MacBook Air or 12-inch MacBook. Like, what the heck are they going to do? Are they going to keep them both? Or are they going to have one? So I think that was still a question. Hmm. Uh, I'll put a link to that, too. You're always very good well, about so the-, the show notes, Tim. Like, you, like if we mention something in passing, you put a link in it. So I'm trying to help try you out to, here yeah. with all the links. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> well, I think um, I noticed that, especially in the last couple of weeks, and I know when I look at the shared Google Doc that all those links are not there. You know, Jaime and, and uh, Mark are not putting in all these miscellaneous links. I know you're looking at you're looking. No, I, I listened to the 
show, as I'm listening to the show, I go and find them, put them in if I can, unless I'm, unless I'm not feeling very energetic. Yeah. Much appreciated, Tim, but I do know that trying to trying to fact check this show is <laughs> the pathway to hell. <laughs> yeah. I shake my fist a lot as I listen, so it's true. <laughs> do you? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, so I have a, I, when, I, when I'm when I'm editing the show, I actually have a notes file open and I, I just put the name of it. So I, I don't know if you read the tags. Have you read the tags on the website? Yeah, yeah. Like I you, know guys, the tags. you guys mention a word, I'll put it in there, right? So, so well, I, I know you have... use it when uh, while you're recording. If someone says something, you're like, "What show did we mention that on?" And I know you use the tags for that, right? Because you're good about tags. Well, I, so I, I do the tags when I'm doing the, the first pass edit because I'm listening to I'm not listening to I'm listening to different things, and um, so as I go through each each pass, I'll, I'll add a word or two, and then I, even when I'm walking the dog, I'll stop and Mac has to wait for a minute while I enter something in the notes. <laughs> mm. And I'll go back and, and update the the post once I've done it. So it's interesting on on Firesight they've added this they've added they've got the tags field, but now they've added in this keyword field, and I'm not sure that I really want to use the keywords because I would think that the description of the show should be enough to to help the search engines find out what the show is about, right? Is that keywords for the show or keywords for each episode? Well, I, but mind you, I think it's key, keywords for each individual episode. Like there's keywords oh. that go into the, into iTunes, right? Which is how we got our, our organic placement, right? But um, there's uh, like like you you do when you do an app, app publishing. But there's you can put keynotes per episode, and then there's tags per episode. But to me, tags and keynotes are, or keywords. Sorry, why did I say keynotes? Keywords are the same um, purpose in my mind, right? So yeah, you have to look at the docs and see exactly what each of them does i guess maybe one is for searching or like only for well, SEO, the other thing we don't we don't publish like via on. we don't publish via fireside yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I really don't maybe that makes it. it into the rss feed somehow like the fireside provided rss maybe it makes it in there somehow maybe i don't know i mean it's a lot of work for me to go and switch to fireside now but you know because we talked about it a while ago i probably should have changed it a while ago because spotcast is all on fireside and so do I, you like I only it? have to enter it once hmm? do you like it since you use it on one podcast already <laughs> Well, it just it shortens the time for me to to, to do that because what I what I do now is is I do all the work in Fireside and then I copy those copy the the Fireside finished piece into WordPress and then I copy mm-hmm. that into the the thing that I published to Apple because I use mm-hmm. um, an app called Feeder so it's like three steps right whereas um, with uh, Spotcast I do it once and then if I want to change it in mid you know in the middle of the week I just go in and change it and it automatically publishes the update to to iTunes as well so. Ah, I see. But it took me a while to, like, it, even even though we had done, I think we'd done, like, nine or ten episodes of Spotcast, so I had to go back and put all those into, make sure that all the metadata and everything was correct, and that took a while, so, but now we're 200 episodes into, into more than just code, it would take a while to... <laughs> 212. We've reached the boiling point. We've reached the boiling point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That would be a good name for a podcast, too, maybe. Something, something point. 212. Yeah, yeah, the boiling point. Well, you know, it's funny. Huh? It's a good number. I don't think it used, it doesn't get used enough, I don't think. No, no. Well, I mean, the, the thing about it is for us, for you and me, we switched over to metric when we were quite young, right? So to us, 100 has always been the boiling point. That's true. I think I may have been born into a metric world, yeah. Were you? Although, don't well, they still so, label everything in, like, pounds? Like, when you go to Loblaws and you buy, you know, bananas or tomatoes or something. Yeah, they don't have they both. still list the they prices in pounds? They list both, okay. Yeah. Well, the majority is kilograms, right? So, but I mean, like, so, for me, it was great because I, I learned to drive. I didn't drive. learn to drive my 16, when I turned 16, which I was eligible. I, I did it when I was 17, and that was the year that they switched over to metric. So, I learned to drive mm. in metric. Mm, okay. Right, so... 
And it's always weird when I rent a car in the States because I have to kind of look at the dial and go, ooh, <laughs> how fast am I going? But mind you, they have, they have kilo, kilometers and or all that kind of stuff. Meter, they have meters and stuff like that on the American dashboards, don't they, Jaime? No, they if you get a car with like the... Smaller the kilometers, I mean, yeah. But if you get a car with the uh, like electric, you know, like LED yeah, display dashboard, it. then they only show miles. But yeah. if you get like a like cars 20 years ago with the actual physical odometer and things like that, they would have the yeah. kilometers printed in the small print. But the like I have Zipcar now, I have a Zipcar membership. When I took out the car, it mm-hmm. was like a digital readout and it only showed miles. And I was like, how do I get the kilometers in like the small print? But you oh, you couldn't switch it? Oh, yeah. You should be able to switch it. And I would just look up the model on YouTube because there's almost certainly a how do I change this from meters? Or, sorry, from I'm like, you know, renting this car for like an hour and a half and I'm just sitting there and I'm driving. I'm like, uh, you know, there's the button to clear like the trip, the trip counter kind of thing, but there's nothing. I'm sure it's like stop the car, find this button, hold it down for two seconds and, you know, restart the car or something like that. But I was I, I couldn't be bothered. Plus, it was just for curiosity. I just look at what the speed limit is, and I look at the number on the dash and make sure yeah. that one's, you know, it's not bigger. That's all. Well, you know Greg Hugh, he just can't drive 55. <laughs> <laughs> I think 65, I believe, is the uh, freeway speed limit around here. 65. Yeah. No, there's a song from the 80s about driving 55. I know, miles I know. <laughs> 55! Yeah. It's all uh, about the 55. All right. Is it time to uh, hang up the phone? Yeah, I didn't turn into a yet, so I might. Uh, and it's late for you, I think, right? That's true. Yeah, Way out there more, on the East the Coast. No, I'm not on the East Coast. I'm south of Jaime. South of Jaime. East. <laughs> Eastern time zone. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All righty, folks. So let's uh, let's call it a day. All right. Talk to you Has later. anyone heard from Mark, by the way? Mark's still around? No. He didn't fall in the Grand Canyon or anything? No. He's probably freaking out. He's probably on that that um, bridge and he's freaking out because of the glass floor. Mm, okay. <laughs> he's on a vision quest in, in Arizona. <laughs> vision quest. With his well, parents. I'll look, forward, yeah. I'll look forward to his trip report next week then, I guess. Yeah. 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 All righty. Okay. Bye. Thanks for being on the show, Greg. Bye. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.